God is great. God is good. And, um, and he, um, oh, oh boy. Oh. And we thank him for our morning wood. <laughs> ah, come on, come on, buddy. That's not good. Come on. Don't do that. That's not good. Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with the other host, Bruce Nightingale. Happy Canada Day! Yes, it's Canada Day, Bruce. Yes, it was yesterday, yes. but we still, we love our Canadian friends. It's also episode 209. Wow! Yes, and we have a guest. We do, and he is one of the most famous Canadians we've ever have on. He is awesome. Ron... Hit the music for Hail to the Chief right now. <laughs> okay. Our president. Yes. Jeff Teolis. How you doing, Jeffrey? Hello, boys. If ever Blame Canada was uh, fitting, right oh, now would be yeah. the time. How are you enjoying oh. our lovely air quality? Oh, we're just loving it so much. Jesus I Christ. I can't breathe. <laughs> what? It's all your fault. <sighs> I can't enjoy my pool, you fucker. <laughs> Even even our one of our famous Canadians, Shania Twain, she wiped out in a concert last night in Chicago, probably because of the air. Yep. See, it sucks to be sucks to be in but you guys seem not affected by it. Like I saw the ball game yesterday at the at the the center and you can look pretty clear out there. It was not bad. It was the first time, in fact, uh, at the Sky Dome Rogers Center in Toronto. It's been closed for many games, yeah. even though the weather's nice. It's just the air quality's been lousy. I what, totally agree. Wait a minute. It's a dome. Yeah. <laughs> it's retractable. It. Is it? Yeah, it spins. I can't remember. Oh, it's an awesome place. I haven't seen it since the new upgrades, and I heard it's even better now. So I, nah. I assume you guys still call it Sky Dome. I call you don't it like Sky it? Dome. I call it Skydome because they had a contest when it was named uh, what to call it, and Skydome was the winner. I'm not going to call it the Roger Center. I just call it the center. Yeah, because the team owns it. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't like that. Screw that corporate bullshit. So you don't like the upgrades they've done there? It, it's fine. It's okay. It's still, you know, as you guys know personally, I love baseball yes. more than pinball, and I go to all <gasps> the different parks, and uh, it's not in the top half of best parks. Wow. Wow. No. no. Damn, here's the wow. pitch. He swings. Oh, he hit him in the nuts. Oh, right in the testicles. I like that when you're in, when you're walking around, you can just look out and see the game. That is the that, best part, I think. The thing I remember about the Sky Dome was when it first opened, they kept having people like just banging, like in some <laughs> of the rooms, and you could see them through the windows and stuff. I remember that was a problem. Yeah, the hotel, yeah. Well, you know what? You pay for a ticket, you get an extra show. I like it. But uh, <laughs> exactly. the. The thing I like about other parks, too, is especially a place like Pittsburgh, a great park, mm, is when you can park. see the downtown and the outfield. The problem yes. is you're looking at walls all the time in there. And it, when it's open, it's cool. You see the CN Tower, but it's still, I don't know. There's so many great American ballparks compared to Skydome. All right. Canada sucks. I got it. All right. Cool. <laughs> you, you had another great ballpark. It was called the Olympic Stadium. That was, oh... No. <laughs> that was no. really bad. I've been to that. That was terrible. Was that Montreal? Yes. Oh, it Didn't was Didn't they bad. have the rule if you hit it high enough in the air and it hit the roof? Home run. I think well, so. I don't know about that. They they have that rule also in Tampa because... Yeah, uh, Tampa's lot... terrible. Oh, that's one of the worst stadiums. That is the worst. Because I remember Daryl Strawberry for the match. He hit one up there. 
and it just disappeared. Like it's it it's up in the roof. Home run. That's the that's the ground rule. I know Jeff is a big baseball fan because me and Jeff are in a fantasy league <laughs> together, and we're one and one against each other. Yeah, you smoked me first week. I thought, oh, yeah. what am I in for? But oh well. Thanks for Greg yeah. Favarelli setting that up. Yes, thank you, Greg. But uh, right now I'm playing the number one person, and I'm tied with him seven seven going into that last day. So I feel pretty good. People are listening now saying, isn't this a pinball podcast? I, I... <laughs> okay, Jeff. So We should, uh, we should talk about tournaments. <laughs> yes. Well, Jeff, first, I know how much you love the button on a <laughs> lockdown bar. Oh, yes. You, you love that, right? You love the button. They named it after you, right? You're like the uh, action button champion. Well, yes. it's funny. Whenever Stern comes out with a new game, they uh, like I know Elwin's done it a couple times. Uh, the action button champ on default will say red, and it's uh, usually a score of zero. <laughs> yes. Bruce and I made one of the funniest videos ever of oh. us going crazy on the action button when uh, that God. first happened. I get a lot of comments about that. But, uh, yeah, action button. Listen, I don't hate it. I hate when you have to hit it repeatedly. Hitting it once, no problem. Yeah, I don't mind Hitting it once. It, yeah. But, um, you know. So I want you to imagine you're going to hit it. Right now. Just do it. Bang. Bang. Hit the action button. Okay, perfect. You know why? You just doubled our score. All right. Our donation to Lyman. I didn't know this at the time when I made the donation. There was a, I got the email back from the company saying, oh, thank you for your generous donation. See if your company will match it. What? So I look up my company. I work for a big corporation in the United States. And uh, you said their name before, Bruce. I so. know I have. I know I have. It's Corning. And I looked on the website and I submitted the paperwork. Two days later, they matched it. Holy so cow. another $6,000. So everyone's help for the first half made the second half even better. So I told Penny that. I just sent Penny the card that came from the company. She was ecstatic. I, saw, I showed her the emails for the doubling of it. And she's like, oh my God. So I was very grateful and very lucky that I work for a great company like that. It's a tax write-off for them, of course, but it helps everyone. And the donation is to what specifically, Bruce? It's for, oh, I got the company, but I got to make me look it up. Well, just because if, if you haven't seen the last episode, you're like, Lyman Penny, who are these people? We have, yes. we have no idea. Well, Lyman Sheets is the one who, uh, he passed away from suicide, uh, unfortunately. And uh, Penny is his fiance. So we did the donation, so everyone don't have to pay for Patreon fees or anything like that. Just donate, and we got almost six thousand dollars. And now Corning doubled it, and we almost we earned twelve thousand dollars for suicide prevention. In Lyman's name, to the in Lyman's name too. Yeah, yeah, yes, which is awesome. That is a testament to, um, first of all, your generosity and also your listeners, too, over seven years of uh, people religiously listening to your show. I'm included in that. And, uh, you know, when you ask, people come to the rescue and, and certainly help out. So well done to both of you on that. That's amazing. I was blown away. Well, I think... Um, the doubler works. Yes, the doubler works. <laughs> I have a, an interest of equal time. We had Chris Davis on here last episode talking about the Northwest Pinball Show. Okay. And we had a response on our Facebook page of Ooh, some, of the, uh, some of the comments he made. I, I think it's one of the organizers of the show. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're innocent. We weren't even there. Uh, okay. We're Switzerland. <laughs> we're Switzerland. We're neutral. Let's see. Uh, this is from Dan O'Halligan. 
So this is about the, the Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show. He says, some factoids here. FYI, adult prices were exactly the same as last year. The rest were lower. We tried to be more family friendly and made it so 12 and under were free and youth 13 to 17 were half price. That's good. Okay. The show is nonprofit and run by a board, not one guy. And it was the same people as last year with the inevitable turnover of one or two people. Most of us have been running the show since it began in 2008, including Jerry Thompson of Stern. We had 440 games, the same as last year. I get that it could feel like less games because we expanded into a second room and moved the tournament, big homeroom section, Hercules in a row of pins into the second room. Then we spaced out aisles in the main room for traffic flow more. Since the pandemic, people want wider aisles and less crowding between games. What is true is that not all manufacturers and vendors want to travel to the West Coast shows because it can be a longer distance. Really, the only new machines we were missing were Scooby-Doo and GTF. There were seven Foo Fighters, seven Godzillas, six James Bonds, four Pulp Fictions, two Punny Factories, all the Planetary 2.0 games, Godfather, Big Lebowski, Ultraman, and a dozen custom games. And a partridge and a pear tree. (laughs) (laughs) The Northwest Show is one of the biggest and best in the world, and it's a player show. Seattle and Portland's pinball communities are massive. Our two cities have the most games on location and a massive tournament and collector scene. Our show draws four to 5,000 people every year and is put on by over 100 volunteers. Honestly, from an organizer's perspective, this year's show went very smoothly, and we got a lot of praise for the new spread-out layout with a tournament not in the main room this year. So yes, we may not have every new machine that has just come out. We are not a carbon copy of other shows. And do you really want every show to be the same? What we do have is 400-plus games on free play on the show floor the entire weekend. They don't arrive late and aren't pulled early. Our show runs transportation and picks up and delivers home game collections, which I think is completely unique. More shows should do that. I agree. We have probably the best tech team of any show with fully staffed hours, fixing games as they break the entire weekend. We have some very unique game collections you won't see at any other show, as well as a big homebrew section with seminars and meetups for custom builders. It sounds like your guest was just not very observant or willing to actually talk to anybody involved with the show. But if you ever want to talk to someone involved, don't hesitate to reach out. And I'd like to thank everyone that volunteered games, time, and attended this year. You are all awesome, and you are why we do the show. We'll have to get them on before the show next year. So there you go. That's from Dan O'Halligan. But I don't know about the best techs for a show because I think there's a show coming up that's going to have even better techs. <laughs> oh, why? Are you there, Bruce? I am one of the techs, baby. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. What, what's coming up, Bruce? The Beast. And luckily we have the organizer right with us. Hey, Jeff. Hello, The Beast. <laughs> it is the Buffalo Extravaganza Annual Summer Tournaments. And yes, annual. I've even posted next year's tournament you did. <laughs> for 2024. But uh, yes, Bruce is one of the four techs we're going to have on hand. Of course, uh, Barry Gluckstein of Pocketeer Billiards uh, is going to be there. Shane Jackson from Maple Pinball and Adam Becker, one of the IFPA directors. So we have four techs. This is a big, big event. And in fact... The first time I ever met Bruce, I'm pretty sure, was at Pocketeer Billiards in 2016. I think it was. And it was, it was probably right around the time Slam Tilt was on air, uh, the first time maybe. And uh, we've been friends ever since. And that event, I always thought, was very, very well run. It was there for a couple of years. Then it went on to the, the Yacht Club, the old uh, Buffalo Pinball Summer Open. And I kind of missed that event. It, was, it meant a lot to me. The friends that were there, the, the machines were a lot of fun. It was a very well-run tournament. 
And for years, that void has happened. Uh, and I've been asked for years, in fact, to see if I could resurrect it or something similar to it. So this is completely different, but certainly inspired by that BPSO. And uh, I'm glad to be back at Pocketeer. So we've got... Um, five tournaments really over four days so the first one thursday is just kind of a warm-up tournament it's kind of separate to the beast but people are going to be there thursday night so they might as well play some pinball so that's just a, a ten dollar entry plus coin drop forget coin drop for the rest of the tournament because uh, part of the administration fee will cover uh, all the games being on free play so that's kind of unique we've got a main event that goes friday saturday qualifying a classics event that you qualify on friday and then saturday uh, morning before the playoffs in the afternoon we've got a women's tournament qualify all day friday and then uh, the playoffs on on the morning and then for those that don't make the finals on sunday there's a three strikes tournament so lots going on at pocketeer billiards for the beast the beast but uh i'm gonna bring out one of the games a week before and then i'll bring the second game out the thursday night and then we'll get them all set up i'm bringing two games well, that's a good thing. We should talk about that. I have not revealed any of the games yet, so I was waiting for the Slam Tilt podcast to give the exclusive uh, six of the games being listed, and we'll start off in the Classics division. Bruce, tell us two of the games that are going to be coming to the Classics in the Beast. I am bringing Hot Tip EM and Countdown. On oh, my Countdown. Your Countdown, yes. Yeah. <laughs> for the Countdown that I, I turned on last night, and it boots right up and everything and it's all original board so i was like this is excellent i love this thing and i played two games on it that was it then i turned it off <laughs> well I th- thanks very much for doing that bruce and no uh, there's a lot of you- people that are helping us bring some classics machines if you've never been to pocketeer billiards they have about 80 games a lot of modern games but so we need to bring in a few for classics so bruce was uh, kind enough to do that and uh, i know your games very very well from <laughs> the rochester pinball collective where is that again where is that ron it's at 349 West Commercial Street in East Rochester. Sweet number? I have no idea. 2965. <laughs> 50 games. I tell you every time, I'll never remember the sweet number. <laughs> but, but the uh, RPC, RPC is just a spectacular game. It's now 50, which is incredible. 50. Wait a minute. You have 50? There's what happened? 50. We moved some around. There's 50. This is a big thing. Come it's on. It's not a big, big thing. I gotta still, I still got to work on one to make it perfect. But Bruce, yes. we've, been, we've been doing this gimmick for like a bunch of episodes <laughs> in a row about the 49 games. Now yeah, you just go, oh, yeah, we have 50 now. Like that, yeah. That's it. That is a weak payoff right there, Bruce. Well, it's Very legs. Weak. I still have to get the legs working, but rotation eight. The legs eight. working? Do they walk? No. Rotation eight. Uh-huh. It needs legs. And they don't use normal legs. And it didn't come with legs. I thought it needed feet. It does. It actually has a six-inch foot, six-inch leg, with an adjuster on it, so you can level it out. Wait, wait, wait. A six-inch leg? That's a pretty low game, Bruce. You sit on the floor when you play it? No, because you have four chairs around, and the play field will rotate for you. Yes, but Bruce, you realize six-inch six inch feet, that's like not even a foot. You'd be sitting on the floor. No, you're not. Listen, I you're use not. the metric system, and six-inch foot sounds like an oxymoron. Everyone needs six inches. but bruce's games are always great in fact uh i have a game that will never ever leave my house sorry bruce to bring it up but when when you sold me the simpsons pinball party that was just an absolute it's an awesome game it is great the only thing i've changed on it is just add a color dmd and it's uh that's perfect yeah you, you make you if anyone ever has to buy a game from bruce you're in good shape let me tell you that simpsons it's a clunky mess and i'm on it i love it 
<laughs> a fucking awesome game. Uh, is that awesome. your best, Krusty? <laughs> yeah, that is. Bastard, <laughs> kick my ass. Oh, wait a minute. Kiss my ass. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> so with the other four games that are being announced, Jeff, right now, what are they? Ooh, okay. In the women's bank, uh, I'll just pick two random here. How about Monster Bash and a little game called Godzilla? I don't know if you've heard of it. It's Ooh, pretty good. I think I've heard of it. It's a popular game for them. That guy, uh, what's his name? The one. The one. one. <laughs> the one. <laughs> and then also in the Beast, uh, for the main event, we have uh, the new Foo Fighters game and also... I hear it's a pretty good game. It sounds awesome. Uh, one of our sponsors is American Pinball. In fact, uh, they are donating $1,500 to the prize pool Ooh. for the three main events. So the uh, oh, we're going to play Legends of Valhalla and the Beast. Oh, nice. yeah. Nice. Volume will be cranked. It will be. That's right, baby. That's right, baby. I'm the fifth <laughs> dream of American Pinball. Day six, baby. Jeff, Jeff, he's in that game. That's why we're playing it, baby. <laughs> you know how that all started, didn't you? How I got on the game? You know how that no. happened. No, I don't, actually. I just so, said, yeah, I remember you saying, hey, I'm on. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So years and years ago on Pinball Profile, I interviewed Scott Gullix, who was obviously on Pinside talking about he was making these games. He obviously did uh, uh, Wrath of Olympus and, and other things too. So he was making this homebrew, and I looked at the artwork. And I was like, holy cow, this is, this is a homebrew? And then after we got done, uh, you know, he wanted uh, a voice for Odin, the character. And I said, listen, I'll always help out homebrew guys. So for sure, tell me what you need. I'll... I'll send you the uh, wave files, and, and he gave me some scripts, him and Frank, and uh, I did that. Never thought anything of it. Then years later, I see that they made six of these homebrews. In fact, one of them on location in Ohio that is and, and really well-quality built. And then American said, we're going to mass-produce this. They redid all the voices except the one I did. They just had me remaster it and redo it uh, for, for Matt uh, to produce it. And that's kind of how I got on it, just because um, I was originally on the, the homebrew, if you will. That's cool. So when, when that poker game comes out, Ron, when, when <laughs> Zach Mass produces the Headless Poker. poker. <laughs> yes, I'll have to redo all the voice call outs. Yes. <laughs> my, my emotionless voice call outs. Like, no, Ron, that's no. Just, just, just do bland. it straight. Like, bland. Uh, More bland, the better. I know your voice will be awesome on it, but I just wanted to be there for the session when Zach was giving you instructions. Oh, that was <laughs> great. That would have been was... funny. No, enunciate this. No, enunciate this. No, 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 do this, do that. Yeah, it was a fun session. How many times imagine. did Zach say, you sound too excited, dull it down? <laughs> yeah, That's I want awesome. to do like, you know, I'm like World Cup soccer or something. It's like, no. Goal! No. Yeah, no. Goal! Full, full house! <laughs> Royal flush! <laughs> <laughs> Basically, anything that Tim Kitzrow does, I just want to do that. You know, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I, 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 tried to inter, I tried to interview him. Uh, I think it was at the, where was it? Uh, Louisville Arcade Expo. And it just tried to get, you know, five, ten minutes or nothing, nothing full-fledged podcast. And he's just like, oh, I can't, man. My voice is shot or whatever. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is early in, the, early in the show and your voice is shot? That's kind of your bread and butter. All right, yeah. fair enough. Maybe it was just a nice way of saying, uh, yeah. I Go fuck off, out, Canadian. Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> That's Steve in the coffin. That's me. Yeah, he didn't want to do any of that for you. <laughs> so how do you sign up for the Beast if you have not already? So uh, the, all the links and all the information, 
pinballprofile.com slash the beast. You'll see it right on the top menu bar. Click the beast and right at the top, there's a, a little um, code to, uh, to link into all the information. It'll send you an email right away. It's $80 for the weekend. Uh, and that kind of covers off the cost. Again, we turn the games to free play. And then uh, when you're there, like many pump and dump tournaments, it's $10 for three games. It's $20 for seven games. Uh, we're going to have some volunteers, obviously, and uh, those people will get uh, some free entries and even a volunteer hour on Saturday morning to, to play when before everyone else. So it's, it's, it's very exciting. It's been a lot of buildup. We've got a lot of sponsors, too. Pin Shades is sponsoring the main event. Uh, we've got LTC Pinball. They're sponsoring the classics, and I think you might remember from the Pinball Profile Played in America Tour, we gave away these kind of cool classic Bally towels and mini mm. pinball machines. Uh, yes. And, and so those are coming back to the classics event. Nice. Uh, we've got, uh, in the women's event, we've got Forever the Flip. So those really cool funky pinball hoodies they're going to be uh, given away to the top four players and we've also got random prizes too it doesn't even matter if you finish top four top 24 it doesn't matter we're going to do random draws for some of these great prizes throughout the tournament too so again uh, top 24 will make the main event top 24 will make the classics event and uh, up to top 12 for the women's event everyone that makes the playoffs gets paid so very exciting and looking forward to it. We have uh, 100 people registered, so uh, we can still take more. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Adam Becker is going to help TD the event, and he's obviously an expert when it comes to running tournaments. So, yeah, there's a couple Canadians running this, but uh, it's such a great facility with what Barry and Cindy do. So we want to uh, we want to come back there and uh, looking forward to seeing so many people in upstate New York. It's going to be a big event for your upstate New York uh, pinball tournaments, uh, Bruce. I know you're part of that. Yes, I haven't done it though this year. So <laughs> I'm being totally honest. I have not done it because I'm like, ugh, with the RPC and everything else, and with work lately, I'm just like, ugh, I got too much stuff on my my plate right now. So will Jeff be doing stand up? I, I hear you were in comedy. At uh, point. <laughs> Those days are long, long done. In fact, I was at the Jays game yesterday with. Uh, a buddy, uh, his name's John. He was at the last ever show I did, which was in 1999, mm. and it was a, it was a way to go out on top. I won an award for being the funniest comic, and it was supposed to go on to this uh, the Canadian finals. Well, the reason it stopped for me one I had a full-time job it was never going to be a full-time career. It was just kind of a hobby that I had some success with. But the, the big reason I stopped was. Going on to the Canadian Finals, and the year before, Adam West hosted the Canadian Finals. It was pretty cool in 98. and 99, for whatever reason, I think Molson was one of the sponsors. They backed out, so because they lost their title sponsor, they never did the Canadian Finals. It kind of pissed me off. You know, I was looking forward to that. And so it just didn't happen. In 2000, they bring it back. And they said, okay, all the, all the winners of regional will go on to the national finals. And so I called and I said, so I go to the national finals, right? Because I won last year. And they said, no, no, you got to retry again. I went, fuck that. I'm done. Like, 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 are you? <laughs> and he never had a Molson Golden again. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> Molson Golden. Ugh, export. Sorry. No, not me. Fireball. All Fireball. You know me. Fireball. So I was looking at thebeast.com. Like, I wonder what that is. I figured oh God, it was I like... I don't want to know. <laughs> it's a drink. I, I figured it was porn. It's not. It's like um, some kind of blender. Mm. Yeah. Best in class blending performance to make you strong inside. Trademarked. 
Oh, you know, I missed sponsorship opportunity there. I screwed up. Yeah, you could have no, got the No, there's blender. actually a, I got a perfect link for you then, if you really want one. Their monster has a drink called The Beast. Mmm. Okay. That would be a, it's alcohol, 6.0. That's a Canadian light beer. We got Yeah, it, it is Canadian light beer. <laughs> that is scary how you guys have really potent beer there. Sure. Well, since uh, we're talking about tournaments, oh. Everyone has turned off already, so we'll no. We'll get into all. the. Uh, let's see. We had a tournament. We did. Where was that at? At the Rochester Pinball Collective, Bruce. We we <laughs> oh, went wow. over this. I figured we we give the results of the tournament. I didn't even have this on the actual uh, my notes, which was it's so stupid. <laughs> you keep mentioning the tournament and then never do results for it. That would be incredibly dumb. Well, we're good at that. Uh, I didn't win. Thank you. On to the next. But he thing. was the top qualifier. Well, top qualifier there, there was right a, in there, this room. There was right a there. women's bells tournament on Saturday, but on Friday there was a strikes tournament for all, which I may have qualified first for. He did. He crushed it. He beat me twice in a row. Yeah. Well, you beat me twice in a row. So yeah, I know. So it did work out that way. Sounds like you were beating each other off a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> so to make a long story short, I didn't win. Uh. Who did win? Oh, whatever. Bruce, did you win? <laughs> I did. <laughs> this is your second retirement win? Yes. Yes. So, yeah, the final the final four, because I was the top seed, I got to pick all the games. You picked all the games. So I picked, let's see, I picked a Lethal Weapon, mm-hmm. which I finished second at $100 million to $105 million. Yep. Got screwed at the end there. Hit the orbit, came around, it hit something, it went right down the middle. Totally not my fault. <laughs> Yeah. Then uh, second game was um, was it? hot tip. Hot tip. And I lost by 10k to Bruce. <laughs> that sucked. Dude, the bonus came up. It was all bonus. Yes. It, well, it was all me tilting ball one. It did. Which I didn't realize I tilted till I walked away, and I was like, you know, no bonus counted up there. Did I tilt? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the third game was rack them up. Rack them up. And and I it. Yeah, I racked him down. I you racked him down. Yeah, the first two balls, I think I got two flips, and that was yeah. it. And third ball, I, I got to play, but I was too far behind. Yeah, it was good. I, I crushed that game. Yeah, I think I finished third. Yeah, I got first, and Andy got second. So Andy Cushman got second, Ron was third, and Pete Indick was, for, was fourth. Was fourth, yes. Bruce. And then... I yes. can't believe it. You keep coming out of retirement. You're you're worse than Kiss for crying. No, out the thing was this. Wait, uh, the thing is, they needed an even number, and Zach turned to me and said, "We still have odd." And I said, "I'll go in." That's the only reason why I played. Mm-hmm. Well, sounds like a sounds like an old stomp tournament, Ron. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it does. Someone, <laughs> it does. Well, but the, uh, the, women's the difference tournament is in the stomp tournament, they paid for me. Yes. Oh, okay. Because they were all just whopper whores, and they wanted, like, you know, <laughs> we need more. another. Ron, it's like, I don't want to play. We'll pay for you. Like, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so back to Kiss, Ron. You want a Gene off? Yeah, I want a Gene off. Well, I'm, I'm Ron Simmons. You see, I'm, I'm his, <laughs> his less rich brother. <laughs> That's all right, you- right. I'm Ron Simmons of, of not Kiss. 
I'm not sure who the heck that is, but if you want to know about Gene Simmons, it's very simple. We're the greatest rock band of all time. And if you want to see us, it's the end of the road tour. It's going to be fabulous when that's it. There's no more until next year. We're doing the end of the street tour. And then the end of the Avenue tour will happen in 2026. It's going to be fabulous with the greatest rock band of all time. Kiss. There's nothing better. Nice. <laughs> Sponsored by Depends. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You got something about you. <laughs> oh, you got something I need. It's the deuce, literally. <laughs> that, that'd be so bad. God of Thunder when he rises to the top and just shits all over his <laughs> Sponsored by Depends. You see all over the, all over the scoreboard. It's all like, Depends. <laughs> And there's Gene proudly showing him off, making his money. He shits uh, his pants. Paul Stanley's in the corner. Whoa! Save that. Save that. The pens. We can sell that. <laughs> we can sell it. Save my ship. We'll sell it on kissonline.com. Yes. If you want to buy any kiss merchandise, you want my shit, it's going to be on there with the greatest shit of all time. <laughs> Why couldn't you get kiss.com? Why, why? You couldn't pay for that? You did, it was already taken? It was already taken. Uh, they wanted money. Couldn't they just tell them we're kiss? Yeah. yeah I, I know I took a lot of shit for bringing Gene on Pinball Profile, and obviously that was done because I had him on my classic rock show. Yeah. And I just kind of squeezed in a few pinball things. He wanted nothing to do with it. He wanted to talk about the garbage of this oh, Gene selling Simmons vault. Yeah. It's, a, it's, oh. 11, it's 11 records of shit that never made on the crappy albums. Yes. <laughs> and he was going to put it in. Oh my god. It was oh. so... Oh well, I tried. Yes. Yes, you did. So... And then Saturday, there was the uh, Summer Solstice Super Slam. Yes. The, was this for Stephanie? Cause, uh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. she did a great job. Oh, my God. I'm going to say one thing right off the bat. Women bring a ton of food to tournaments, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They're much better. It, yeah, you know, they are so much better. Men suck. For, men, men suck. Men suck. Women's tournaments only for now on at level zero. Yes. Well, the, the women's tournaments, if you've never seen them or uh, watched them, I just like the energy they bring, the yes. positivity and just the, you know, sometimes guys can flip out and stuff like that on, on tournaments. I saw that. Maybe... <laughs> me? No, never. <laughs> oh, oh I, I saw a bunch of it in Germany, trust me. And, uh, you know, the women's events, it's just all positivity. I love them. I'm looking forward to it. The beast. But congratulations to Jody Stallman, the winner. Yes. And one of our locals was third, uh, Ashley. She did really good. Yeah, it was a good that, turnout. That was a really good turnout. I was very happy. Oh, was she third? No. No, Mir- that's the B Miriam division. Miriam was third. You, that was think, the B division. That was sorry, the, B, B the A and B division. I'm looking yeah, so right sorry. at it. And I'm like, yeah, what? Sorry. What's, I was like, wait a second. Nope, I screwed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, it was honestly very easy. It was the easiest TDing I ever had to do in repairing. Yes, very, very positive, Bruce. They're very yes. positive. Yes. Yes. I wish you were. D- hey. <laughs> I'm never going to win an RPC. It's like my you kryptonite. Had you my, you oh, had your was, chance. Yeah I, yeah, I got to pick all the games. I picked the same games again. He softballed it. We softballed it right to him. And we're like, okay, here you go, Ron. Here's your win. Wah, wah, wah. You should just let me win then, right? No, of course yeah. not. Yeah. You, would never, you would never be happy with yourself. No, I wouldn't. That. No. 
I always look on the calendar for events at the RPC because I certainly enjoyed it. I liked bringing the Played in America tour there. And uh, the games are such... The, the quality is fantastic. And, and you've got a great layout there, Bruce. You should be... You and the rest of your partners should be really proud. That's fantastic. Very lucky to have, you know, four of the partners who are into it as much as I am. You know where the games are also good, Bruce? Where are they good at? Level zero. Level zero, because guess what I'm doing today? You're putting in Stomp. I'm putting in Stomp East. To IFPA. Again, September 23rd. The money will, will I'll figure out, probably in the next show, I'll give all the information when we're going to do the thing. It's limited to the thing. To thir- September 23rd is when well, we're no, doing I the mean thing. The money. The money. Oh, yes. And uh, it'll be 32 players only. Ron's very particular. Until we go to 40. Yeah, unless it goes up immediately, then, yeah, we'll squeeze some people in there. But, yeah, September 23rd, trying to get it on the calendar before other things, so. Yep. Uh, I have a qu- We're going to play a little game here, Ron. Oh, a game. Yes. First game of the night. False. True. The Beatles. <laughs> I don't know if you own the Beatles. How many Stern pinball machines do you own? Uh. Got a lot of classics. And he's got more. He's more of Stern boy now. Well, I heard last week when he was talking about all the accessories and the toppers and this and that. Yeah. He, he got he got his Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. Love Iron Maiden. Well, let's see. Uh, man, you actually want me to count all these? Uh, that's the game. Okay. Um, well, here, you, you count while I say the, these names. Let's see. Cheetah, Nine Ball, Big Game, Meteor, Stargazer, Dragon Fist... Stars, Quicksilver. Okay, that's the old ones. Yep, so we got eight. Oh, now you want the new ones. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man, one of your favorites. Metallica, the Ellens. So uh, Godzilla, Jurassic Park, Iron Maiden. Let's see, Star Wars. You don't have Avengers? No. No, okay. Um, Deadpool, Iron Man. I think that's it. 16. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's awesome. count how many Bruce has. Two cheetahs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nine ball. Ollie. Dragon Fist. Big Game. Split Second. Free Fall. What's the one? It's either Hot Hand or High Hand. It's Hot Hand. Trident. I hope Quicks- you're counting. Quicksilver, I'm at 11 right now. Already 11. So I'm at 11. So now that's all the classics I think I have downstairs. Yes, that's all the classics. So now we go new. So that's where it's going to tighten up now. So I have Monopoly, Star Trek, Batman, 66. Uh, What else do I have? I don't. Lord of the Rings, butthole. Lord of the Rings. Yep. Forgot about that one. Yeah. I wish you'd forget about it when the tournaments are being played. <laughs> I didn't. Pl- did I pick it? I didn't pick any of those. Mm. No, not at all. No, you were on Monopoly for an hour. <laughs> I was, <laughs> but I didn't pick it. So that's fifteen. You beat me, Ron, with your new Ooh. Sternage. Mm-hmm. Do I win anything? You win nothing. Oh. Bragging rights. You have more Sterns. I have more Sterns, which f- for some people means I suck. Yes, which there you go. I like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have six. Six. I've had a bunch that I've sold. I mean, well, of course, yeah, we all have. That's ridiculous, but uh, yep, six. Simpsons Pinball Party. Yep. My Zeppelin LE, Rush, ACDC. Oh, I forgot Rush. 
Oh, back to 17 for Ron. 17, 17 to 15. And I have an Ollie as well that I bought from Papa. So it's the uh, one you remember from Pinburg. And it still has the Papa sticker on the bottom right. Now, because of that, it means I can never sell it because it's just too important and too... Uh, well, it means it's worth like $10,000 now. No, no, no. But it's just, you know, oh, obviously no, totally a special is. place. I have a Congo. I, no, my dad has a Papa Congo. Papa Congo. That's a good one. Yeah. And a buddy that's local to us, Chris Nasiglia, has a Corvette from Papa. There's a couple out there. Mm. Mm. Getting depressed. Oh, I know. It is depressing that we mm. have no If there's one Stern machine that you don't have, either one of you, which one would it be? That I would want again? Yeah. Or, or have right now? Yeah, right now. It's not in the collection. Mm. Boy, I wouldn't mind this. Simpsons again. I, I mean it. It's that good Ugh. game. It is, it is great, Ron. Oh, and I forgot ACDC. I have it folded up, so that's another one. So that's, that's 18 or whatever. Which one are you selling now, Ron? I haven't sold anything. I know, but you brought in a game, and you say you don't have any room. Uh, I figured out a way to get some more room. Oh, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hasn't Bruce said this for how many years? Well, I added one to the end of the one row, so you can't you can't play uh, Who Done It and F14 at the same time now, or you'll hit ass to oh, ass. Hit each other. Ooh, yeah. oh my, oh my, oh my. But see, I told you we can fit mm. more. So, what game would you want, Ron? Uh yeah, Foo Fighters. What the hell? It is a fun game. It'll only get better, I'm assuming. If I had to pick a classic Stern, I mean, I'm in love with Stargazer, but that's the easy one. I am. I don't know why. I, it's a lot of people don't like it. I get so excited when I see it in a tournament. Big game. I love playing that game. I, I love my big game. I Oh, I forgot stars for me. And Gamatron. So I moved up two more. Gamatron so doesn't 18. count. It does count. Stern. No, it's Pinstar. Doesn't count. Who owned it? Doesn't matter if Gary I went Stern all the way owned through. it. I went all the way through Stern's and had Stern boards in it. Uh, oh, wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no Data East games? Because Ron's nah. got Lethal Weapon 3. Exactly, yeah. See, he's right. Daddy, you should count then. I have Lethal okay. Weapon 3. First game I ever bought. The best daddy at Daddy's game. I think you should lose points if you don't select that song. Zach only picks ZZ Top. At least, yeah. At least he doesn't pick the default you know, Lethal Weapon music, because that sucks. Let's see, what else do I have here? Oh, a, a shout-out to Christopher Franchi. Thanks for the logo. If you noticed, if you've been to our website, and you'll, you'll surely notice it when you download this episode. And it was on the, la- it was on the last one, too. It filled in the last one. Uh, well, it filled it, it filled it in at the... If you have your podcatcher and it's got our little picture on there, it should already be updated with our new logo. I like it. Good job, Ron's Francis. smiling. Ron's smiling. I'm, that's as close to a full smile as you'll ever get from me. It's, it's from the picture that we took recently, the one with my, I had my uh, dialed in shirt on. That's why I was smiling because of the awesomeness of dialed in. Right, Bruce? Dead silence. Yes. Bruce wasn't in a good mood. That, that was a kind of a weak smirk from Bruce. So did you notice on the new logo, Franchi fixed something that was wrong forever. Do you know what the thing that was wrong forever? Uh, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the letter I. It was it was three dots thick on the original one, and if you look at everything else, everything's too thick on the old uh, logo. Really? So now, 
Yeah. So look at look at look at the old Slam Talk podcast logo. Why don't logo. people tell me these things? I told you about calling Bruce a host. That was enough. Oh, well, <laughs> that was actually, my fault. I don't have the old. Damn it! I don't have the old one here. You can Google it. You can see it. But look at the letter I. It's three. It's three dots thick. Whereas the new one is correctly two dots thick. Yeah, and he pretty much kept it. It looks. It's the same format. We're in the same spot. The font's similar. The slam. Yep. It's basically the same. He, he just kept the format pretty much the same. Yeah, it's nice. I have the same amount of hair. You have less. That's perfect. Now the <laughs> pinball actually looks like a pinball. No, no, it looks like we aged horribly in seven years. The original one, there's like no gray. Neither of us have glasses on. Now we both got glasses. We got gray everywhere. We look old. It's like pinball has done this to us in seven. This is what the podcast will do to you. <laughs> It's like we're the president or something. It's just aged us badly. I like that, you know, Ron's smiling. Bruce is kind of frowning. It's like those famous, uh, <laughs> those two theater masks. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. The happy and sad. Well, the reason why I was frowning is because the cheetah went through the floor. Yeah, yeah. His cheetah playfield went through the floor of the game. He was still in a bad mood. Yeah. But if you ever look up those masks, they're actually called Sock and Buskin. Uh, even, really? even it, it's, it's called, uh, the one on the left is frowning, like Bruce, and the one on the right yep. is smiling, like Ron. So it's kind of funny. I'm looking right now. Buskin, there you go. Yeah, you're right. Ta-da. Ta-da. Yeah, like I knew that. I Googled it. You Google it. Google it. <laughs> I, I'm on with, I'm on with uh, Marty Robbins on the final round on, on the Pinball Network. And if I ever ask him a question, he always, hmm, haws. And you can hear the keys in the background. Tick, tick, tick. There's no point in asking him a question because he'll give you like the greatest Wikipedia answer ever. But uh, awesome. hey, Ron, you, you have a show on the Pinball Network too, don't you? Yes, I do. It's called Silverball Chronicles. Yes, as they said, on the Pinball Network, which Jeff also has a show on the Pinball Network. Uh, right, Bruce? Yes, you know, but he keeps that. a solo show too, which I love. Well, so do I. I love them both. You, you, you didn't get that? I said solo show. I'm oh, surprised yeah. you didn't say like, hey! No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, check us out. Uh, our la- latest episode just came out. It's all about uh, pinball is dying. <laughs> David Dennis, he loves the pinball is dying thing. I think he's, yeah, he's... <laughs> Pinball continually dies. Uh, but it's about uh, Milestar or Milstar, however you want to say it. The years of Gottlieb when they were getting sold, resold, and finally saved at the end. Ah! It's a redemption arc. What's funny about that show, I mean, first of all, great quality and uh, a lot of information, a lot of research. You probably know it like the back of your hand, Ron, and David does a lot of it. But how many years and how many times did you do a show where you actually never met Dennis? You know, uh, I think you finally have met him, but it's kind of funny that that all came together that way. Yeah, I met him, I think, last year. At Fantastic. That was the first time I met him. Oh, my. So we did, we did the uh, podcast for like two years before we met each other. I've known Marty for years and obviously met him a few times. But for the most part, you know, we're doing it different continents, you know, 12, 16 hours apart. So the timing really, really sucks. But uh, we've had you two on. It was a lot of fun. I can't remember when we recorded that. But uh, the timing is always very difficult. But again, we don't see each other. It was TPF the first time we saw each other since recording Final Round. And you just did a new episode yourselves, didn't you? Episode hey, 70. Yes. Uh, yeah, just a bunch of shit. I mean, uh, the great thing, the bad thing and the good thing is, the bad thing is we don't really listen to other podcasts other than Slam Tilt. Uh, and not that we don't, uh, we just haven't had time. He's very busy with Agus. I've been busy with The Beast and other things, being in Germany for 17 days. Um, mm. so, so I miss a lot of the stuff. And we record and I'm like, uh, I wonder how dated this is. And, you know, 
it, it gets that way, but uh, what the hell? Oh, who cares? You're having fun. That's all that matters. That's it. We're busting each other's chops like you guys like to do. And uh, yep. I, 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 that's, I mean, I owe so much to, I want to say this on this program, I owe so much to the Slam Tilt podcast because setting up Pinball Profile, Ron was a massive help with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce was... Uh, I, I'm the one that was pointed to Ron. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, ser- but and seriously, Ryan C. yeah, Ryan C. For sure, yes. Ryan C. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I assume he's still doing yours. He actually hosts our websites. Yes, he does. Yep. Yeah, so uh, Ryan C. is a, a big help there. So uh, you know, the good people kind of we we work together, don't we? Yes, I love Ryan. I just was talking to him this morning about his uh, Quicksilver. Oh, he finally got that fixed. Yeah, it looks beautiful. I saw the original. It was pretty scary. Oh, wait to see mine. Mine's really scary. Shit silver? The shit silver. I got it from Ryan. Right! Yeah, right. But uh, thanks again, Mr. Franchi, for the logo. Yes, awesome job. Thank you. That was actually thank you for the Beavis and Butthead stuff that I sent him. And Stern, where is my Beavis and Butthead? I know. What the fuck? Season two has been fucking awesome. It has been. Two for two with seasons. You're starting to do the 90s shit. You did Foo Fighters. Get it going. Get it going. Come on, man. Please. Please. I bet somebody will make one. I, I don't know if Stern will, but I now bet somebody will. Now coming from Homepin, Beavis oh, and Butthead. <laughs> hey, they already, they already stole my Spinal Tap oh, license. Oh, they ruined Spinal they Tap. They ruined that game. Oh. We should talk. See, well, neither of you guys heard the interview that everyone oh. should hear. Check out the Aussie Pinball Podcast, also on the Pinball Network, and look for the interview with Mike from Homepin. It is... Well, I heard him before because he was on Head to Head. He's one of the earlier episodes of Head to Head. Yeah, one and done. Yeah, I know he could be a somewhat yeah. controversial. Uh, let, let's put it this way. He's used words that even Australians were like, man, that's no, that's that's too far. That's pushing it. That's pushing it. And these are Australians. These are the people who use the word cunt as an endearing term. It is in Canada. It is. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you went over the line, dude. So, yeah. Uh but yeah, I, I just can't even do it justice other than the fact that I'm just, it's fascinating listening to this guy. You could just tell he has massive ego. He's never wrong. If anything fails, it's not his fault. It's fascinating to listen to. Basically, if you, if you don't like Thunderbirds, it's because like you didn't watch the show or, oh, he hates Americans. Oh, what else? In, is in the US. Um, his games are not for pinball people. Not even like he said. He said they're not for tournament people. No, they're not even for pinball people now. His games are for someone who just wants like a game in their in their their game room, like a single game, just to play a couple balls on, and that's it. They're not for pinball enthusiasts. So he is committed to showing his next game, which will be a movie license at Pinball Expo 2024, which is hilarious to me because that is a pinball enthusiast show. Mm-hmm. So why would you do that? I don't know. And yeah, he's gonna. He got a license. I've heard from people in the know that it will piss people off because it must be a movie that's fairly well known that people are gonna be pissed when they find that it's gonna be done by Homepin. Not everyone will get this reference, but if it's Mike doing it, I assume it's gonna be Birth of the Nation. Oh <laughs> wow! Look it up. You'll see why I said the reference. Mike, Mike, Mike has uh, said some things that are maybe a little "quote unquote" off color, and some would deem racist or homophobic. So um, I would imagine it'd be something like that. But no, uh, I mean, if he's got a movie license, what is it going to be? Attack from the Killer Tomatoes, The Room, maybe with Johnny. The Wiseau. Room. Oh, that would be hilarious. Oh, hi, Mark. 
You're tearing me apart, Lisa. Keep your comments in your pocket. <laughs> it's such a bad movie. So good. Watch it last weekend again. Oh, why? 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 Oh, God. <laughs> why? Um... I don't know if you if you like sex scenes uh, if you like six of them in the first twenty eight minutes this is the movie for you and uh, not even good sex scenes too. Uh, I'm watching it with my son. I'm like I'm like son. So you watch sex scenes much. with your son frequently? That's that's good. To no, know. no. He turned eighteen and it, he he loves. It's a bonding thing. I get it. Yeah. It, it's such a funny movie for all the wrong reasons. But I, I just I love the interview. Just especially when all the people said they hated. Thunderbirds, and I, I will say, people say it's the worst game ever made. No, there's going to be worse games than Thunderbirds. But basically, if if you you hated the game, then you're you're ignorant. You don't know about the show. It's like I'll, I'll tell you, I watched the show, Super Marionation. That's what they call the the process. For those who care, uh, I, I always I always liked it. And I liked Super Adventure Team. No one probably remembers that, but it was a show. It was on MTV for like four episodes. It was absolutely hilarious. Check it out. It's got the guy who plays Spotswood, did one of the voices on that show. And of course, as people know, Team America, World Police, one of my favorite comedies. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. But Jerry and Sylvia Anderson, who did, who did Thunderbirds, they were a Mystery Science Theater, one of my other favorite shows. The first few seasons, they had the mole people. They were named Jerry and Sylvia after Jerry and Sylvia Anderson. So with all that knowledge, I've played Thunderbirds, and I can say unequivocally, it sucks. When you make a pinball machine, you actually want to be able to make all the shots in the pinball machine. I love this, this international rescue story. I'll just give you a, a snippet. Basically, they had all these lights in the back, the back panel. Just they spell international rescue. And they realized by the time they're about to release the game, oh, we haven't had them do anything. Wow. So they, okay, we'll make it so every time you hit the ramp, you get a letter. Yeah, and then he shows. said how, like, I, I couldn't win. If, if I didn't do that and I had him just do nothing, I would have got complaints about that. I think it would have been better. You could have just removed them <laughs> or something. I, I just... It's, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. It is entertaining as all hell. I love Dr. John, so I'll give it a listen. But I love Dr. That's John. A, that's the thing, you know, he's a very controversial guy, Mike from Home Pin. And when you do a podcast, and, and John's been doing it for a while, you've been doing it for a long time, I, I've done it as well. Bringing on controversial guests, is the payoff worth it? Because oh, I've it worked so well for you. I've had a few, yes. and and I and da, 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 we didn't want to say it. <laughs> I, I, I I had Nugent on before he went absolutely apeshit crazy, and the stuff I edited out of that show was nuts. oh, I would have loved to bend the the cutting floor, you know, guy sweeping that up and going, holy shit! <laughs> well, I had him cut a promo. For uh, again, remember I did a classic rock show, so I had him. He was playing like nearby, so I'm like, ah, oh, fuck! I'll squeeze in some Stern Nugent pinball stuff, and I'll I'll do a show for the radio. Take some of the pinball questions out for radio. I'll add some pinball questions. Take some of the concert stuff out of the profile episode, and I took a lot more out than that. But um, I had him cut a promo for the morning show. People they always said, hey, get, you know, whenever you get a guest on, do a promo, and so he's like. Uh, this is the promo he did. Hey, you Canadian cocksuckers! This is your Uncle Tom. <laughs> I was just like, oh my! And and he was trying to be funny, and uh, <laughs> I think it was he, fucking hilarious. <laughs> it, it, it was pretty funny. And after he goes, did you get it? Were my levels good? And I'm like, thanks, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> We're good. <laughs>
<laughs> Got it. <laughs> hey, at least Ted knew where his pinball machine was. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but uh, okay, Ron, Bruce, bringing yes. on controversial guests. I've always we have it right said, now. We're doing it right I, now. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've always said that uh, I would interview absolutely anyone because it's not an endorsement of the person. It's just their side of the story. Now, you certainly don't want any hate speech or anything like that to, mm. to, to go on. But it's it's tough uh, when you when you bring on somebody controversial because people will tune out or, or get really uh, upset. And I think that's just the way the culture is now where, you know, it oh, yeah. has to be... Everything has to be just peachy keen. And I'm like, eh. cross the eyes. Oh, people <laughs> were eyes people were so upset when we had Stu on. I mean, oh my they God, just yeah. hate Stu. Mick Vicker. Yes. But yeah, no, there's a couple people I won't have on. I'll be the first to admit it. Ron knows I, I've, a couple of them. I've backed away from a few myself. Yeah. Yeah, I have a couple I just will. Nope. By the way, Mick Vicker is uh, in the, the uh, last episode of the second season, Beavis and Butthead. He is actually nice. second, second to last. It's it's a smart Beavis and Butthead. Oh, cool! And I they, watched and they the do last a thing where they're on trial, so they do the thing where they're standing with like at the beginning of Superman. Do you remember when they had the three of them with the the hula hoop things going around them? Yes, do you remember it's, they have that. They're standing there. Superman in the big, too. The big no Superman. It's in the original Superman. Oh, it's in the original one before they go to the Phantom Zone. Yes, You're right. We go to the yes. Phantom Zone, and and they have all the people uh, like on the screen with big heads. And they're all different characters. One, one. Let's see if I can. One was Stewart's mom. Then they had Todd. They had McVicker. They had uh, Daria's there. They all oh, buzz cut. They had buzz cut there. Nice. So he had his big head, but he still had a little his hair on the top. <laughs> see, it was buzz cut. Uh it, it was. It's really good. It'll happen someday, Ron. That game will be made. God, I hope so. I'm sorry. How was Germany? Yes, Germany. You know, you're you're the best player on the call here, so you actually got to go to where the the world champions are and stuff. So it's a long trip for everyone that went, certainly from North America and Australia and other parts of the world. Uh, I was there an extra week because my wife and I we spent uh, time doing some some touring of the country before pinball started. Then she flew back once pinball started. Pretty impressive. Uh, they're very very passionate about pinball. The big new thing in Europe now is that they've added the dollar fee, which we're accustomed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australia's had it, North America's had it, and now they have it there. And it's like it did probably when it first came out here. It upset a lot of people, but I think you'll get used to it after a while. But they don't play for money, so that's a lot of money going out and not a lot of money coming back. I don't play pinball tournaments for cash, but it's nice to know that there's a, a carrot at the end. If the, if you do do somewhat well, because uh, it, it's expensive. It's uh, pretty impressive. The, the lineup of people that were there. I mean, my God, like just a lot of the Europeans that don't travel uh, are just lights out. So you get to play those people. And then of course, all the, the great ranked players were there. Uh, machines were good. We played at two places, uh, Bulls and Balls and Fulda. Uh, it's like a compound. It kind of reminded me a lot of, um, what's the place that um, in Michigan, the uh, what's the one that Clay has? VFW Hall. VFW Hall. So very similar to that, like different rooms of pinball machines and in great condition. Then we went to Freddy's Pinball Paradise uh, in a different city, and he's a distributor. So he had a, oh gosh, there seemed to be well over 100 games. I think it was 170, but... Um, they do, they, they run a good tournament, the IFPA, you know, I joke about Josh Sharp, the Presidente and, uh, I mean, he runs, he runs a good tournament. You, you guys would like this. So you know how tournaments have tilt bobs in them? 
Uh, and they have the, uh, the what are they, the earplugs on the yes. tilt bobs to yes. kind of settle? I think that's dead. I think they're killing that because now the players are aggressively tilting machines and not tilting it because they know it'll settle quick. So it made games actually play longer. I think they put them in originally to settle the tilt bob because people would always wait, you know, 60 seconds, two minutes after someone tilts. Well, now they're playing longer because they can give it big moves. So I, I was watching during the actual qualifying and, and they were saying, yeah, that, that's it. The, that, the plugs are going now. So interesting. Nah. Nah. Yeah, I still gotta, like Gotta plugs. keep the plugs. It depends on the games too. Yeah, it depends If you're on playing the game, like yeah. a WPC game that has no debounce and it's like, warning, warning, tilt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know what? I, let me stand corrected. It was for the new Stearns. You're yeah. right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're more forgiving, but they have a debounce setting. You could always yeah, change, could change that, that too. I have a note here because uh, I listened to Slam Tilt and I heard you talking about watching Germany on, on JDL Pinball. And yeah. You both said something last week. I have to bring my uh, two cents to the conversation. Headphones should be banned was what Ron said oh, yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah. Thank, finally, someone heard me. I heard yes. you say it. Yep. I'm going to disagree because you said, name another, name another sport where they have headphones. And I thought, well, Major League Baseball has pitch comm. So the catcher and the pitcher are hearing, and actually the first baseman are hearing, you know, slider, curveball, changeup. Yeah. And, 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 and football, so, the quarterback has it in his helmet. They, they, they the have the helmets yeah. as well, too. Yeah. So headphones are used in major sports. And the reason I think they're needed is the noise canceling more than anything else. It's just if you're playing a machine and somebody loses their shit beside you, it probably affects your react time. Uh, I know a lot of people that uh, play in arcades their whole life probably aren't affected by that. I know Josh, it means nothing to him. But Josh is actually one of the biggest contributors to those things. No, not like this! And all the screams no! and shit he does. That's, I think, why people wear headphones. And I don't like wearing headphones for the reason of... I want to hear the games like you mentioned, Ron. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometimes there are, I have a list of four players. I have to wear headphones. And then Bruce... I can't yeah. believe it because you're an old fart like me. You don't like the headlamps? Oh, no, I do like the headlamps. Oh, you we do? Need okay, it. good. Oh, oh, no, we need it. Oh, good, I hate good, the places. Good. No, no, I hate the places that are so dark I can't fucking see or brand new Foo Fighters. Brand new Foo Fighters. I get an extra ball. Jing, 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 jing. It's all lights out. I'm like, where the fuck is anything going on? Even Steph said it last or two nights ago. She got burned by it. She's like, I couldn't see anything. I go, there you go. Which audience is hilarious because if you watched the last tournament we had at RPC, one of the games we streamed was Star Trek, which this Star Trek had the blackout mod in it. Yes, but you can still see Bruce more. Bruce said like, oh, there's the blackout mod. It's the only mod, one of the only ones that ever put in a game. And I'm thinking, this is the guy that hates when the lights go black. But you can still see everything still in the play field. You cannot see anything because the lights are flashing. It's, and it's, going, it's, oh, still, it's, it's a bad look, Bruce. You, you literally not- say you hate when the lights go out and you have the one mod you get is the blackout mod. Hey, the good thing about that blackout mod, you know what I can do? Flip one switch. And it's off. I can't do that on Foo Fighters. I can't do that on these other games like Ghostbusters and fucking Game of Thrones. One switch. Uh, that's not true. I thought like for the winners coming, you can make it so it doesn't go less. insane. You can, yes. It's less, but it's oh, it's the only game. Ghostbusters still fucking does it. And all the others. Stop. 
So we, day one of the tournament, I saw that some of the games were really dark. Just this one corner. The games were in great condition, all that stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. playfield protectors, probably not a good idea for tournaments. They're great for collections, but yeah. it really not the same. But anyway, uh, the one section was really dark. So I went out and I purchased kind of like biker headlamps, LED yep. lights. And I got one for Colin McAlpine, Steve Bowden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only bring their names up because they still haven't paid me for it. But the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love those guys. Whatever. I'm just kidding. But anyway, we all were in the same boat. We can't see. We can't see anything. So I don't know if it was Colin or Steven that turned it on first. And someone said, no, oh, you can't use that. It's uh, cheating. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What? It's yeah. not cheating. And they're saying, well, it's it's a, an unfair advantage. And no, or, It's everyone's or, advantage. Or it distracts other players. Like, you could be playing against a wall. There's no one behind you. Exactly. That's bullshit. It's a bullshit. It's a bullshit call. That's that. That's just. I would have requested my game be streamed because they had they had the extra lighting yeah, for the games that were streamed. You'll hear it on final round. I mentioned that, so I don't know if it was just a little bit of privilege or what. But I uh, I asked JDL. I'm like, hey, I'm about to play Getaway in this in this dark corner. Can you stream my game? And he's like, well, it's up to Escher because Escher was running the stream at the time. I'm like, perfect, Escher, help me out, brother. And and he he goes, well, we're we're streaming these other two games. I said, there's a gear right over here. And he goes, okay, we'll, we'll throw it on. I go, that's all I care. I don't care if you stream it or not. Just turn the lights on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just terrible. And, and uh, there's other places and I won't go to those places that do that same rule. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a fight at district 82. I know. Oh there? yeah. Oh yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. The they didn't want to turn it. the lights on and yeah, the locals don't want the lights on. Yeah. Cause it's an advantage. They want any advantage they can get. Well, I think they're used to it. That's uh, that's an advantage, though. Oh, okay. But I just, uh, as you and I know, Bruce, you know, if you, if you've got some bright LED lights on and oh, it's dark, you're, about it. you're blind. You can't see it. You need pin shades. Yeah, especially if you're old. Yes, it's true. It's very true. But so, wait a sec. So, if the game, I have a question now, and oh, let's boy. go. No, let's go to this one now. The game didn't come with LEDs. Now it's LEDs. Is that legal? It's my game. Sure. No, well, wait a sec. You've modified the game. I'm modifying my headgear. What's the difference? You're modifying your headgear? You're putting yes. a new brain in? I'm putting a new brain in. I guess it's hardware, so they're not going to complain about that. But you know what Josh actually suggested, and this is a good idea. If they don't allow headlamps, use your phone, put on the flashlight, and put it on the glass. Yep. And I was going to do that if I was on a game that was dark. Um, yep. And just put it at the top of the playfield. No one around can see it. It just shoots straight down. And down, and, yep. Uh, yep. Uh, I've, seen, I, I've seen. I've uh, seen. I gotta get these. They're magnets that go yeah, on. I've seen people do it. They on put the it magnets on the side. Oh, I love that. Yep. But that I don't know if that would have been illegal or not. I think they're great. It wouldn't be. Uh, it, it'd be the equivalent of the um, what? What's it called? Pin stadiums. Pin stadiums. Yeah. No, I, I think you need to be able to see the games, and uh, you know that 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 will not be an issue at the Beast. That will not be no. an issue at the Sanctum, where I saw both you guys got in. Well, no, I got in. Great segue. Old fart didn't over here. You didn't, Ron? Uh, Not yet. You're close, aren't you? Uh, Well, let's explain. They had their lottery, and we talked about this the last episode. So we we both entered into this lottery, and the top... Three of us. All three of us. Don't forget Zach. The top 99 people get in because the first spot is whoever won the previous year. Which was... Which was balling. Yes. Bruce got picked, what were you, ninth? Eighth. Eighth or ninth, like insane. Eighth, so I finished ninth. Yes. So I got picked 127th. Yep. And Zach 
<laughs> who was like eight or ninth the previous year, he was second from last. Yes. So he will not be going to the Sanctum. He's like, well, I got a free weekend now. That's what exactly what he said. I was like, awesome. Now, last year, I think I was 130 or 40 something and I got mm-hmm. in. I've already moved up about four or five spots. <clears throat> he has. So, Ron, will you go there even if you're like, let's say, 110, just show up and see, in case somebody doesn't show up? He's done it. He's I've done, done it. it. I've done it. The one year I, I did that, I, I was right before Jerry, and Jerry was pissed that I was there because then I oh. got in and then he didn't. Yep. Yeah. Ron is now 20th. Oh, Jesus. Okay, so I moved up even more spaces. Yes, you're 20 now. Yeah, it's highly likely I will be in the Sanctum again. It's a fun tournament. I love everything about it except the three days after it. Oh, God. My body can't take it anymore. Oh, my body can't take it either. I must be different. I just don't have that issue. (laughs) Well, yeah, I am. (laughs) Newsflash. Hello. But what I do is when, when I get home... I'll go to bed for like maybe three hours and just force myself to wake up. Then I got enough sleep where I'm not completely out of it. And then I'll just go to bed at the normal time, Sunday night. And then I wake up Monday and I go to work and back to normal. You go to work on Monday. Oh, yeah. I'm Me too. Bed. Oh, yeah. If I'm at the Sanctum, I've already booked my sick days for Monday and Tuesday afterwards. Wow. But you know what? I wish that I, I love everything about Sanctum. My goodness, Jim does a, a wonderful Jim job. Jim does an awesome. Such a perfect facility the only thing i wish they would do for the sanctum is start the tournament on saturday at four o'clock in the afternoon and i'll tell you why no i never get home i'll tell you why start it at four o'clock in the afternoon so you don't really need friday off uh you start at four in the afternoon it's a it's a little rough but the reason you do it that is because you're done at three and then if you're bagged uh, the reason you're done at three i know it's 24 hours but they, they have the daylight saving time in there so you'd be done at three. The reason that would be good is because then at three o'clock you could check into a hotel and sleep because when they're done at nine in the morning, you can't check into a hotel. That's the part that kills me is like, I just need to sleep and I can't sleep because I can't find a place to sleep unless I, I don't if I have a house or bring a camper or something, but um, you don't need a hotel while you're playing in a 24 hour tournament. You need it afterwards. Mm, I just drive home. For, I can't believe you do that, too. <laughs> I do it every year. Yeah, he does. Oh, Good tournament, though. I'm not knocking it. Oh, I, love, uh, I love Sanctum's I love, fun. Did, Jim did is it, a great guy. He's he's awesome to deal with. He's a great person. And they're mostly and, old games, so yes, the rounds don't go on into infinity. No. And beyond. Yeah, I don't see Jerry getting in this year. Oh, no. Sab didn't get in again? No, he's 93 from it. You know, and my, and, here's the funny thing. You want to hear the best joke of all? The Castleman signed up, all three of them. Oh, yeah. Two made it in, one ain't going to make it in. We got the father, the mom, and the kid. Yep. Carter couldn't get in, yeah. That's no, too bad. no, Mike. no. The Mike. dad couldn't get in. <laughs> oh, Mike. <laughs> yes. So are they going to tell, hey, dad, yeah, drop us off and you do your thing? Yeah. He, he, he is nine- going to go. I, I've talked to Mike. He actually yeah. is going to go. And yeah. I think he's going to offer his streaming services which is be new because i don't think yeah, they, they do it there they um they, they have a, they have a stream thing that like slides around the back wall yeah but mike mike does the pinballers on on yes Twitch, he does a great he's, job he's actually going to be streaming the beast in august at the pocketeer billiards he does a great job and uh you should check that out because he, he's got a great layout too he's got a lot of good games the castlemans are all big pinball players so, they're awesome people uh even if lisa and carter are playing he said he'd stream so that's cool I, yeah 99th he is he ain't getting in hmm that's yeah tough. 
But it's it's a good novel. I mean, I did it twice. I wanted to do it. It was a bucket list thing for me. I've got friends that are uh, Don Away and uh, Walt Morose. They really wanted to get in this tournament. They're excited. They're finally going to do it. I said, yeah, you'll have fun. It's the days after you got to worry about it. Oh, it's terrible. It is terrible. Well, the funny thing is, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. Well, I have two things. Uh Uh-oh. The 23rd, September, is Stomp. Yep. The next week... I am going on vacation, so is that a cruise? <laughs> yes, that's another cruise. So nice. I'm like, I'm like, holy crap, this is going to be a rough week. <laughs> cruise and Bruce, you have a new name. Wow, you're Cruise and Bruce. I like that name. I like that name. I love cruising. You can't be Bally Bruce anymore. You don't have enough valleys. Do you even have any valleys? I have one. I almost went for a second one this week. Almost uh, bought another one. Oh, you got hot dog. Yes, I have hot dog. Oh wow, is that it? That's Damn. it. You don't like? But I almost bought another one. What's my go-to older Bally that I keep on buying and selling? Frontier? No, I never bought Frontier. <laughs> it's a joke, Bruce. You hate Frontier. I do hate Frontier. Captain Fantastic. Nope. No. Evil Knievel. Nope. No. My guilty pleasure. Ron knows that if he thinks about it really hard, and he's helped me, he's helped me work on one at Pocketeer. Oh. I, I don't know, Bruce. Blackjack. Oh, Blackjack. How's that a guilty pleasure? That's an awesome game. I know, but I've I've bought I've owned three of them. And I almost bought another. <laughs> I was like looking at it, going, "Do I? Do I? Do I? Do I?" And I held off. What setting do you like for blackjack? When it comes in, to if you tie the dealer or uh, oh, tie the dealer, you get nothing. Yeah, I like you that get nothing. one. That's a setting, Bruce. Yeah, was I say? Yeah, I don't like the tie. I, yeah, you got to win. No, you got to win. You got to beat the dealer. There's no push. It's so frustrating. You can hit that saucer over and over and over again, zero zero zero, and then and then somebody else comes up and it goes. It. They fall into it from the pop bumper. Hey, oh, there's, there's some points, yeah, and, and they and they get the the luck of like, hey, I'm I'm at twenty, and the dealer's at seventeen. <laughs> you know? I understand your frustration. Wow, thanks. Let's see what else do I got here. Oh, seven years. Seven years. Yeah, just June. Been seven years of the show. We're now married. It's Commonwealth. <laughs> Do you have the itch? The seven-year itch? I got the itch. He gave it to me. <laughs> oh. Oh. I don't know how he puts up with me for seven years. I really don't. Podcast crabs. <laughs> yes. The gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> the itchy and scratchy show. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Congrats, seven years. That's so awesome. Uh, and, and OGs, I mean, really, you think of the podcasts that have uh, come, there have been lots. And when you first started, when we first started, not a lot. I would say less than 10. And now I can't even over. count how many there are. And that's know. great, you know, there because there are so uh, many podcasts. There are too many it, podcasts, it, actually. It's, it's tough to maintain, though, as you know, like there's it, it, the editing. It has nothing to do with the recording. Recording, piece of cake. Editing is such a fucking nightmare, and it's not fun. I can't. You it know, depends seven years. how anal you are, too. Oh, and Ron's really and I'm anal. Very anal. Yes. Ditto. Yes. So it takes way too long to edit. It's not like I'm putting all kinds of sound effects and shit in either. I can actually tell when Ron's editing. Sometimes, like he'll, I'll ask him a question later on, like, "Hey, you know, what's this?" He's like, and it's very one word. Boom. Okay, I guess he's editing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I'm the same way too. If I have a guest on or myself, if I stutter or let me let me say let me let me let me I'll cut all that shit out. You know what I mean? And, oh, that's and, and the ums and ahs. My favorite word is is like. Even I do it like you know, like I like say say like you know, like too many times sometimes, like you know. You know is another one too, uh, where people not say as a lot. popular as it used to be. Like is the new one. You know, used to be number one. Now it's like. I don't know when that happened, when that took over. What it is, is broadcasters are, and you guys are broadcasters, you, whether it's podcast or not, you've been doing it long enough. Broadcasters are afraid of dead air. So they have to, while they're Fill thinking something. of something, just throw in a word like, and in just saying like, you're actually thinking what the next thing you're saying. You know, you're thinking of the next thing. So that's why we insert that it's, uh, it's a tough habit to break, that's for sure. That's why my mind thinks so far ahead. It's a hard habit to break. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, I'm going through a checklist here. Um, do you know who Lior is, Jeff? The name rings a bell. He's the guy who does all those cool mods like the moving dinosaur head or the improved moving dinosaur head in uh, Jurassic Park. The cool looking bridge. Yeah. Does all the really cool looking sculpts. Well, he's working with a pinball manufacturer now, according to Nap Arcade. Hi, Nap. Mm. Hi, Hi, Nap. I don't know who it is. It doesn't say. Hmm. But since I have several of his mods, I'll fi- I figure, hey, I'll mention it. There was more news this week. Uh, we got someone else a job. We got someone else a job. We're good. Really? Yes. Kyle Spiteri of Barco Pinball. Nice. He's, He's going on. to Stern. He's going to wow. be part of their uh, tech support. Since I complained about tech support, they just had to do something yeah, about 100%. it. Yeah, one hundred percent. He was on our show a year ago, and you know Bruce complained about tech support, and boom, we take full responsibility. Congratulations, Kyle. Yep, you oh, owe he us. Certainly, he knows the stuff. No you question owe about us. it. <laughs> wow, <laughs> and he will still be doing the uh, the Marco podcast, Marco show. the yes. Marco so show. Is he going to stay in South Carolina? No, no I think he's, they're he's making a up. move to Chicago. Making, yep, which oh, is weird. I wonder what the they seem to want most people to move there. Yes. But they do have they do have programmers that I know do not live there. Yes. And their main sound guy, Jerry Thompson, does lives not in the live West. there. He lives yeah. in Northwest. So it depends on how much power you have. I guess so. He's got the power. I'm power. sure I'm sure if Ellen said, Look, I'm moving back to, you know, San Diego or California area. be like, Okay, well we'll move we'll put all this We're stuff there for now. you. <laughs> no, well what what do you need? What do you need for your workshop? We'll give you yeah. whatever you need. Stern Pinball West. <laughs> I mean, it's it's different now that we're out of COVID, but do you think they would allow something like that to happen? Stern's pretty, you know, um, I, I used to think Keith held all the, the power and could do everything, but I, I've been told, you know, um, maybe that's not the case. I don't think that's the case. I don't think, everyone seems to think too that they're getting all these residuals from their designs and shit. I don't think that's a no. thing anymore. No. I, I don't. I think they cut that out. I think that was only for like if when Steve Ritchie, Pat Waller were doing it as outside entities. Yes. But as far as in-house, that's probably one of the reasons they got rid of Steve Ritchie when they fired everybody is they just wanted all in-house because they wouldn't have to pay stuff like that. That's when Borg was their only designer for a few years there. And don't forget, when you have outside people in outside states you have to follow their labor laws in those states and then you have to file employee stuff and everything else in all these different states which makes it really hard yeah steve is in california yeah i think lawler was still in illinois so yep 
But I mean, like, you know, when you do it that way, you know, they have to, oh, we got to file California state sales tax. Now we got to file the workman's comp for California and that kind of stuff. And it just, you have seven people in seven different states, you know, it's a lot of work. And if you screw up one of them, it's not worth it. When does Stern move? August, I believe. I think they want to be ready for Expo. Expo, because the Expo factory tour is supposed to be in the new factory. Yes. Virtual this time? Or, or is I it, would or, assume it's in, in person. I think it's going to be in person this time. hope so. And I'm wondering what the new facility, like almost all the programmers now work from home. I'm wondering if they're going to ask any of them to come in or, 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 or are they going to get offices or cubes or, or however they're going to do it. I don't know. So why, many, okay. Okay. Why do they have to be in the office when you have Zoom? Think of all the... Think of all the time just traveling. Certainly Chicago's got traffic issues too. So, you know, all that time is is wasted time. You can see when people are, you know, doing keystrokes. You can see, you can, ha- you can have Zoom so programming, calls. Programming, uh, I could see maybe once a week or every few weeks, yeah. they get together with the game and talk about stuff sure. or whatever. But actually just getting down and programming, I don't see any reason they'd have yeah, to be on site. Yeah, not every day. Not every it's day. archaic. Yeah, it, it, but, you know what it is. It's it's managers, and this isn't just Stern. This is everybody. It's managers probably saying, uh, um, "I just want to do a head count." You know, old school. You know, oh yeah, probably punch a clock and stuff. But it's it's wasted. Uh, it it's definitely wasted time if there's a lot of travel involved and and traffic and things like that and bad weather. It's not like Chicago's got perfect weather all the time. Even the side from the Canadian day. smoke. I'm old enough that I actually did punch in. Like oh old, like cards. I still, I still punch. Well, not a card, but yeah. I have a swipe. Like old, yeah. But but mine was the old like. I had old punch card. Yeah, yeah. And you make sure you had to line it up right, and then you make sure. Oh yeah, so it goes in the right. Yeah, so it goes in the right. Yeah, correct. Wow. Yeah, that were old. Really old. Why did I mention that? I'm sorry. Because you're fucking old. Yeah. Haggis. Haggis. They had a teaser for their new game. I love Teeth Earth. Or they just trolled and revealed nothing. Yeah, revealed nothing <laughs> except for two things. They had sound effects. It sounded like you're in a bar and you hear a pool being played. Like, oh, 8-Ball Deluxe. But then you hear a motorcycle. Like, oh, Centaur. Okay. So what is it? It's one of the two, which yeah. we knew anyway. So, we knew that, yeah. Yeah. Troll. Troll, troll, troll. Troll, troll, troll. Troll a Lolo. Hey, uh, Mark's getting his uh, Scooby-Doo. He just put his full payment in. Mark, one of the one of the owners, uh, owners of the RPC. Yep. So we'll probably have a Scooby-Doo. Woo-hoo! I know everyone bashed that one. I I had no I issues. I've literally I, never played, I played it. I played it and was you solve mysteries. I mean, that's what I would think you would do if you play a Scooby-Doo game. And when you finish the mode, they do the unmasking, you know, like, and it's so-and-so. I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you battling kids. Yes. I mean, that's that's how I would have done the game. I agree. I've shot it a few times. I find it fun. I, Yes, there are a lot of shots you, you can't see when it goes uh, on the lower play field. Uh, and you yeah, don't know it's a real spooky. Out. But I thought the upper play field was kind of neat. I love that kind of weird flipper on the upper yeah, left. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out, like, oh, I got to hold that up so it actually goes up to the upper play field. Whoops. Yeah. A- anyway, I if I'm a Scooby-Doo fan, that's a perfect game. If you oh, know yeah, that totally. theme, it's gorgeous. It, it, yeah, it looks tremendous. Yeah. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. Marty, Where are you? you? Marty has a problem with the uh, the voices. Now, I respect that it's, I think, Frank Welker. 
but Frank is obviously much older now, and you know his his timber and his <laughs> sound isn't exactly there no, anymore. Robust now. Yeah, it's too bad. Uh, you you want to respect the original, but it just it misses a few times. Oh yeah, I, I, especially I, when you got I, Mark Silk available. I know. So I don't understand that. I don't understand why they didn't do that. Pulp Fiction production yes. update. This is also from Nap Arcade. Hi, Nap. Hi, Nap. I'm not, I'm not going to go through his 30 zillion rumored no, titles. No. no. Uh, let's see. Looks like it's October for a small run for locations and distributors with the, the newer coin or the regular coin door. The one that actually takes, you know, the, the HAP coin door. Yes. And uh, let's see, CGC will watch these games closely. And then mass production process. Oh, God, mass production process. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, another batch machine scheduled for December and January. With the limited editions not to be built till after February 2024 at the earliest. <laughs> God almighty. They have a problem there. But it takes a while. It takes a long while for them. It took way longer to do Cactus Canyon. Oh yeah, I know. Than it has any other game. And they've—it's like they're—it's not their first or second one. It's their fourth game. Guys, come on. Yeah, they've got a winner there. You'd like to be able to flip that out before more <laughs> titles come out, and you're like, oh, exactly. Put, oh wait a second, hey, that guy's. There. Yeah, that guy's getting his game before I got mine, and they've had my money for uh, over a year are, and a half. E- are either of you getting it? I thought about it. It's one of those, I wanted the LE if I was going to get one. The topper looks that awesome. Yeah. And I've seen it. I mean, I played it in person. Once I couldn't really get that, it was like, mm. Ron, Why? you made fun of me, and I loved it. I, I've tried to play it twice, once at Allentown. Great show, by the way, Bruce, and okay. uh, at Texas Pinball Festival. And the lineups were just too long, and Ron's like, oh, oh I, I I'm, I'm Jeff Jules, so I don't wait in line. I'm like, no, I don't fucking wait in line. 15, 15 minutes is my tops, yeah. and I can go play another game? No, I... Yep. I I'm Jeff Teolis. I'm on the VIP list. I come in after everyone's gone. Fucking right I do. Yeah. <laughs> I just fart, and if, if and they're like, yeah. oh, who did this? I'm that's like, actually, oh. that's a good idea. Come on, Bruce. Bruce, save those. Bruce, for save the, it. Save it. You use, always have one in the chamber. Save you always, for always got one in that's, Always got I'm, one. I'm sure that's how you wanted RPC, right? You it is. Couple, yep, exactly. Made Ron tear up, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have your farts than your snoring. Oh, my snoring's great. Mm. Awesome. <laughs> it happens. It does. All right. Um, we asked for some Facebook questions, and we have two. And one is for specific, specifically for Jeff Teolis. Of course, because oh. that's what I asked for. This is from Corey. He asks questions for the people's president, Jeff Teolis. Given your extensive travels, how would you categorize similarities and differences in the scenes of the places you've gotten to play? What are some of the regions doing that is worth emulating? Hmm. Um, well, that's a, that's a good, Five, good thing. four, <laughs> three, two. <laughs> worth, <laughs> worth emulating? Uh, I... I I can't give you the specific region regions, but you know, um, I like, and I, we saw Papa do this in their later days. You know, the main bank, it used to always be always, always, always moderns. And they're like, this takes too long. So yes. they added some classics in there. And I think that's important to do so. I know for the beast, we've got, we've got a mix of, uh, some solid States. We've got some LEDs and some DMDs. You have to mix it up. So when tournaments, uh, are all modern games, that's a real tough one too. So, 
I can't think of, I, I, I'm not trying to dodge the question. I can't think of a place I've been to where I'm like, fuck, I'll never go there again. They all had some special things. Well, differences in the scenes, like in the Northwest where they all like oh. high and then Texas, they all had guns. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, pinball's pinball everywhere. I mean, as Bruce said earlier, it, it's got to be well lit that that's important yeah. too. But Seattle, I mean, you just walk out and you can see pinball everywhere. That that's such a fun place. And I've only been once and I have to get back there because that must be so much fun. And what is it? Oregon? Oregon. Did I say it right? Oregon? Yes, you Oregon. said it right. Yeah. Oregon, uh, that looks like another hot spot. I ha- haven't really been to much. Um, I California, I I remember going to uh, a few places and I found them pretty dark. I was like, eh, that's not that's not fun. But that free gold watch was spectacular. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm so sad that they they're not doing the city champ anymore. Europe was I've been to a few places. Denmark was uh, that's the thing. Okay, here's the specifics. In Europe, I found much more crowded. So. Whereas we space things out a lot better in North America, especially at big tournaments, that's not the case in Europe uh, for the few times I've been there. And that's not every place for sure, but I've played machines where I've had people stand right at the same level as me holding the flippers and even people standing beside the machine against the side art cab. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is, you know, I... It's fine for Roger Sharp trying to save save the shot in New York with all the cameras and stuff. Not when I'm playing every single game. That that's a little. I, I like my space a little bit because they did that in the Dutch too for Netherlands too. Also, I agree. Yeah, so that's the one thing I, I think you need to space things out a little more. And you hear them too. They're like right next to you, like oh, you're like fuck. <laughs> Sometimes less is more when you yes. like Pocketeer has uh, a lot of the games for Beast, but I'm specifically spreading them apart. Like as a lot of the games are actually going to be off the playfields, uh, off the floor area, so that I can have more space in between games. I should ask a European, Stu. What do you think of that? I think North Americans are pussies. Wow, well, there thanks, you Stu. go. There, thanks, Stu. Expected nothing less from Stu. Yes, nothing at all less. <laughs> Let's see. Corey had some more questions. Has Max Match Play been the proper replacement for Flip Frenzies in 2023? Uh, it, is, it is a replacement, but no. I, the, the, the mistake, oh. I think, that the IFPA made was uh, how they nerfed the Flip Frenzies not once, but twice. Yeah. And the reason they flipped it, uh, reversed it twice is uh, it maxes out at 100%, and then it's only worth half. So... That's twice. And even a third way, too, is tournaments now can be 200%. Well, you can't do that with Flip Frenzy. So the correct way of fixing a Flip Frenzy would have been insist on a playoff of, you know, know, a Papa style or IFPA style. I would have limited the number of players. If you have 10 machines, you can't have more than... 20 players maybe maybe that would have helped too because the worst thing for flip frenzies that people were fucking up was they would have so many people in the tournament and so few machines so the the queue lines would be half an hour long that was yep. uh, there, there were ways to fix it and it was i'm Done not gonna the they, they, they listen i'm not gonna say it was a lazy fix uh they josh will say it to anyone the reason it was nerfed it was too efficient that seems like a weird problem to have right it was too good yeah. So uh, I, I would have liked to see them fix it a little bit. And, you know, the, the new IFPA 6.0 is going to change things, I think, for the better. Uh, and even though it hurts me big time, oh, I still think... Oh, it hurts me big time. My rating's going to suck. Mine, mine's going to be terrible, but I think it's a little more accurate. The only thing they have to fix on 6.0 is 
basically what 6.0 is doing sorry uh if people are tuning out they're not gonna because first of all they're not gonna you say tournament talk bumps people out tournament talk is what got me more into pinball playing in the tournament yeah. got me that was the crack that was the addiction that's why i like pinball so much so 6.0 is is going to basically if you play in a tournament and you get 10 points but the winner got you got 20% of the points. Yeah. So that 20% is going to be applied to how many points were possible in the tournaments that you played. And that's your, that's your efficiency rating. Yes. That is going to be a big, big factor. Well, the only thing that doesn't really take into consideration is the quality of players you're playing. Yeah, so it never will. If you go to District 82, you're playing some of the best players in the world. So of course, you're probably not going to get all the maximum points there unless you're Escher or Jason Zoller or these great players. So it should have some factor into who you're playing because I can play a local tournament. I'm not saying me, but a person can play a local tournament and just dominate that over and over and over again. And they'll have a huge efficiency rating. Nah, I don't know if that's all the factors. They're missing one. Let's see. Reflections on IFPA 18. I think you kind of talked about that. Yeah, yeah, we did. What ballparks that you haven't been to are up there on the wish list? I've got four and uh, left uh, that I have to do, and uh, doing one next summer. Uh, that would be in San Diego. That's the one I really want. Yeah, to Yeah, I'd like to go to Petco. And uh, I actually want to go to what was once known as Enron Field. That that, oh, that uh, Minute Maid. Minute, Minute Maid. Yeah, I want to go to. Houston. I've been there. It's not bad. It's weird. It's not bad. The roof is neat, but they never open it. So those are two of the ones I want to go to. Yeah. Okay. Uh, from Glenn. <laughs> Oh, God. Now that your extensive pinball travels are done for quarter two, how many hours until you start working on the Reach Around Awards Volume 2, The Search for More Money? The Reach Arounds were so much fun to do. This is what we did on the final round. It was basically our sarcastic version of award shows. And, and really, the, the joke of the show was how people really, 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 really love getting awards or like asking for votes for awards so we just said oh screw that you want an award here you buy it and we we did that with the exception of some of the awards including the one you won bruce including yeah. the one you won ron yep. yep still on my toilet displayed proudly it's right next to me on my uh my easy chair it's right next to me glenn won one too uh, yes. but he didn't have to pay for it but other people did and that's fine and uh, listen all the paying for it really did was just cover the cost Don't, of the yeah. trophy and, and to ship the damn thing it wasn't going in our pocket so we screwed up in that in a sense but um yeah it was such a fun show to do there were 40 voices on the thing i will say my proudest podcast moment ever nice. is just how much production went into putting that show together that i'm like okay if I can't do better, I'm not going to do another one. And that's what I, you know, there was a lot of uh, uh, coordination and writing into the Reach Around Award. It's still one of my, it, it makes me laugh. I, I heard it, I don't know, about six months ago and it, it cracked me up and everyone that contributed did such a great job. It's something to listen to. It's, it's, it, it was a good one. And if you want to see a Reach Around Award, you can come to stop and see it when you yes. go to the restroom. <laughs> yes. I think Glenn brought his to TPF and had Marty and I sign ours. Nice. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to bring mine to Beast so I get at least one signature. There you go. Uh, let's see. Finishing up on news stuff, we got Famous Fun Spot Arcade opens new pinball section. Yeah. Looks really nice. Surprise, surprise. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Fun Spot is in Laconia, New Hampshire. It is. And I went there for the first time in 2003. 
this was like a precursor to all my pinball stuff. And it was insane. But their, their pinball, they had tons of pinballs there, but they were never in the greatest condition. They but it looks like that is being addressed. They put a lot of money into it, it looks like. I know the owner, it, it's the Lawton family owns it. And Bob was the, um, him and his brother started in 1952. Mm. And he died like a few years ago. So like the family, the rest of the family took it over. And I think one of the sons is more into pinball. So I think that's what's precipitated the uh, change improvement in uh, yeah, the pinball. So I will probably be going there actually before the beast, like that week, early in the week before the beast, I will be going to fun spot. Check it out. Let's see. Uh, did that one already? Oh, home pin adds a center post to all future. This is spinal tap pinball machines. This is very important, Jeff. They need to put a post in front of the uh, coin slot so you don't put your money in. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they tested it at a British pub, and it was too hard. Oh, wait a minute. A British pub in Taipei. Okay. And it was was too hard, so they put a post in. Hmm. Wow. You'd think they would have thought that out beforehand. Uh, Let's see. And uh, supposedly the next turn pinball cornerstone game will be playable at Comic-Con. Yes. Do we all think it's Venom at this point? No, it was last year Venom. Well, I, I still think it's Venom. It is Venom. And I think it's got to be comic book Venom. Otherwise, yes, why would Zombie Eddie be on it? Which yeah, that, that is confirmed. I mean, yes. it's definitely Zombie Eddie art with Brian Eddie on design and um, Dwight Sullivan on the software. So it almost has to be the comic book art style. Hopefully it's very dark. Which game that hasn't been rumored do you think is going to come out? I, I, mean, I, I mean, I guess... You could throw any title, and someone maybe has said it once, but did you think it was weird at Comic-Con last year? They had Todd McFarlane and Ozzy both mm-hmm. there. Like, okay, what's going on, and when's that coming? And by the way, the Beavis and Butthead booth was like right across from them. Yes, I just, just, just want to mention that. Um, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, went through the list. Ready for the ball bag? Because there's a no, lot of stuff no, in the repairs. ball bag. Are oh, you want to do repairs? I got yes. one. Okay. Ron? It's not even my game. Oh, yes, I heard about this. So after, <laughs> after I was at it, I'll, I'll quiz you. See, see if you come up with the same conclusions here. So after the Rochester tournaments, I came back Sunday and played in a local tournament. At the local? No, not, not at the local. In, in Troy. At the, um, what is it called? The Kickback? It is a bread and bre- bed and breakfast themed. It's Mike Magoo, theme. who's a local yes. guy. We, we had him on? Yes, we, we had did. Him on. Yeah, yes, we, we had did. him on. It's his, uh, yeah, his... Pinball and bed and breakfast? Bed and breakfast, yeah. I said, okay. It's in Troy, and he was having a tournament. Mm-hmm. So when I came in there, I saw a Sea Witch. So I played a Sea Witch, and the first thing I noticed is the upper flipper, the upper left flipper, is kind of fluttering. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So what would you think that is? It could be three things. Well, give me what you think it is. The most obvious first. EOS Switch. Yep. That's what it was. So the EOS switch, the, the switch that actually fires the upper flipper is on the lower flipper, and I figured it was misadjusted. It's like so it was barely touching, so it would kind of like just flutter, and that's what it was. Yeah. Okay, fixed. Great. The other issue is you turn the thing on, when it would make the tones, they'd sound in completely different, and a completely different spacing. Mm-hmm. Spe- wrong speed on the CPU. Okay. What would cause that? Well, if he had a new board in it? Yeah, that's the first thing I asked him. Like, what board do you have in this thing? Yes. The other thing it would do, the sounds weren't right. When you would, 
after the second ball, before the third ball, it usually shows the high score. Yes. It yeah. did it, but it was so slow. Yeah, it's and I'm the thinking speed. like it's running, it's running the valley clock speed, it's not the stern. The yeah. So yep, you had an all tech in there, and guess where the jumper was set to? It was set the valley. Valley set it to MPU 200. Boom! Look at that. Bung, bung, Ta-da! Bung, bung. <laughs> that was my repair, and I won a couple games on it. So it turns out it was a good thing I got it working. Two for two. See, sees it. This is why uh, Jeff picked me for one of the techs. <laughs> uh, you, you guys both know I know nothing when it comes to I tech. But, but I, I, it's not like I fast forward this. I, I actually listen and learn, and I guess that's the only way to eventually uh, figure things out. Especially if you're going to own machines, is you know get your hands dirty and uh, yep. uh, go on, listen to these podcasts, go on YouTube, uh, talk to other people. Uh, I've got when you're all done. I've got a question to ask both of you. And oh, Cody, excellent! That is one thing I'll say has changed with the scene more than anything. Is well, I know when Bruce got into it because he was in there like in the '90s. Mm. But when I got into it, it's like if you own games, you had to fix them. Oh, you had to figure it out. There, there was, was no, no, there was no people who just had games, but like oh, I just have a guy or anything like that. Like no, it, it was it was kind of a smaller community, and everybody you'd actually. Type on RGP. Hey, I got this issue. I did this, this, and this. What do I do next? Now these people just go, my game's broken. <laughs> and you got to try to figure out everything else. But in a way, it's good to have more people oh, actually totally. having games. Totally. You know, that's, I mean, it's better for the hobby the more people they're in it. I agree. Despite what some people may say. Well, especially yes. since home collections have taken over for yes. you know, oh, yeah, the yeah, honest part. Yeah. And I found... If you're a member of a club, a group of people, and you know nothing about how to repair, maybe there's someone else in the club who does, and that's how they do it. Yeah. I know that's how they do it, like the uh, the Orange County guys. There's ones that fix everything and ones that don't really fix that much, but they work together to get keep the games running. Okay, Bruce, what do you got? I got two things. Free fall, up, booted up, and running away. Just got a couple of switch adjustments, but a free fall is going in right to the vault. Wait a minute, into the vault? What's the vault? Basement. Oh, okay. But it's working. It sound works, everything else. So very happy with that. I'm just going to let it burn in a couple more hours and just a couple more switches, but it actually works. Ah! Mm-hmm. Second thing is, Cheetah is back, baby. Nice. From the uh, incident. Yes, the incident. So the, the cabinet has been repaired. I have put a whole new bottom board in, replaced a couple parts that got damaged during the drop and fixed a couple things. And, is this the uh, Franken-Cheetah? Franken-Cheetah. During the last tournament, before the Bells and Chimes tournament, I was adjusting a switch on the pop bumper, the upper pop bumper, and I bumped the cabinet a little bit. And Well, you, you moved the cabinet with the playfield up. Yeah, and the whole cabinet went right through the floor. Holy shit. Well, that only happened because you were talking to the person who had the issue. Yes. As the, as the playfield starts to come down, yeah. then you try to catch it. Hurt my hand. You hurt your hand. But uh, yeah, so I it took me about a couple weeks, figured out the wood, got it all done. If you look at it, Zach even came over and was like, oh, looks pretty good. Which for Zach, hey, I was, wow. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, I was amazed. Ah. So that is all done. It should be back on the floor probably by next week at the beautiful Rochester Pinball Collective. So then you'll have 51 games. No, because one going off for, re- for repairs. Okay. 
we're going to start pulling some games out and re-going through them like we did with Stargate. And Stargate's ready to come back out, too. So there's going to be some changes. Mm, I almost forgot I, I got a game. What'd you get? Uh, Iron Maiden. I know. Well, you didn't mention that, that. Wait, I got that since the last episode, Bruce. I know. Premium. It was mentioned. Yeah, it was mentioned briefly. Yes. Premium. Not enough. Uh, the funny thing is, after after I get the thing set up, I'm breaking the box down, and I noticed there was all these uh, nuts and uh, like screws at the bottom of the box. Oh, no. I hate that. I hate when that happens. Uh, and there's really only one place that would come from, and that would be the head because of the position that it's in. Yeah. And I look in the back box, and everything's there. So I'm guessing the workers just like they're putting the nuts in, like, oh, I dropped that one. Okay, next one. Oh, I dropped that keep one. Going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. We're in here for money. Just make it, <laughs> make it go faster. So congratulations on that. And everything worked. Yeah. And mummy multiball is way different, isn't it? I re- oh, mummy is totally different. I replaced all the uh, coil stops. Yeah. Just to start balls. with balls, you threw the balls right oh, out. Oh yeah, right? I put yeah. Different balls, and I think that's all I did. It it worked pretty much out of the box. Everything seems to be functioning correctly. Nice. It is nice. So I have repair questions. Okay, go for it. On my Ollie game, the one flipper was sticking up, and here's what I looked for. First thing, coil sleeve. It was filthy. Okay. Changed, so so that, that's an easy fix to change that, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. And then I always hear you guys talk about, and it's more modern sterns that you guys are mentioning, the coil stops. Mm-hmm. And and even Bruce, or, or even Ron, just getting the new Iron Maiden, you changed the coil stops on a yeah. new in-box machine. Yep. So I looked at the Ali one, and it's a little, it's not, you know, it's not even. It's been worn down. So yeah. where are you getting your coil stops? Help me find some new coil Pinball stops. Pinball Life. It's Pinball the only Life. place you can get another authentic style. Okay. The only problem with them is they magnetize. Oh, they do? I haven't had any magnetized. Okay. Oh, they do get magnetized. Don't know why, but once in a while, you'll see just the flipper sticks, and you're like, and you take, you know, you're taking everything apart, and then all of a sudden, chink, it pops, because you bumped it too hard. And then I get the pieces out, and I'm going against it, and you can feel they're sticking. The other thing I'll say, they're replacing the coil stops thing. That's just on newer sterns. That's only on newer sterns. And that's really the last few years. I, I think they make their own coil stops. Or something, yeah. and they yeah, just they, they just them. they just shed gold. Yes, dust. There's gold in them, and, 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 then, and then, yeah, and then it actually just fall apart. Yeah, but on on your stern, you want pinball life, and you have to go for it's either six millimeter or eight millimeter threads. But the magnetizing wouldn't that be worse? No, it is. But it's the only place you can get them because I've gotten them from Marco, and Marco gets them from Pinball Life. So guess what? You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. You said it was sticking up. It was sticking up, but when I put, I take the no, no. I'm, I'm talking about both. Jeff's issue. When you said sticking up, was it just binding? Um, when you turn off the game, it's still up, right? Yes. Okay, so it's binding, or it's uh, caught on something. That's the two mm. things it could be. Okay. So the it, other it could qu- be. A, the roll pin could be popped even out. That's how stupid it could be. Like the other thing about the Stearns, now that's that's an alley. Yeah. So that's MPU two hundred. Yep, type two. Yeah, it's a type. Is it type two? Type two. Because oh, yeah. Because it, it changed. One, type one changed in flight two thousand. Mm, big game. Well, I've big seen game. them on both. I've seen them on both. I have a playfield right in my back. I showed Zach. I'm like, look. He's like, that shouldn't be there. I'm like, I agree. Yeah, big game supposedly where they changed. I know. So is alley after big game or before big game? Uh, I mm. IPDB. So what's your next question while I'm looking? 
I have a Joker Poker, the solid state <laughs> version. I love mm-hmm. that game. Um, and it has a Pascal board in it. Mm-hmm. So there is a unique fuse. It's a circular fuse. Yes, it fuse. is. It's an, it's, I think it's eight. Yes, there's, uh, they use the European style fuses so, that are really small. They're black. Uh, they, they're black or you can get them in red, uh, but yeah. they have like two prongs. It's circular. Yep. And, you know, there's not much involved in the Pascal board. So no. these fuses are blowing all the time because obviously I'm getting too much power uh, going into the board from the displays. So uh, I bought a bag of these fuses, by the way, eight dollars each each yep really expensive and i was still blowing the fuse so i thought you know what screw this i'm just gonna make it a two-player game i unplugged the the displays on three and four and now it's blowing with two i'm like oh shit i'll just make it a one-player game this is i had a league night over i'll just make it a one-player game and the fucker blew again i'm like okay so what either it's the the first score display or something else, and I can't mm-hmm. figure out what the something else is. Well, you can change the score display; just move them around. Yeah, but why? Why are they blowing? Like, isn't there? How do usually I stack? they don't blow those displays unless they're really outgassed and they have a big humongous burn marks in them. They don't usually go bad, so they're really good. They yeah. once don't get me wrong; like one out of like fifty will be bad. Why Not is like this a getting so much power that it's blowing the fuse? And well, it could be the power supply feeding. From the Pascal, but the Pascal has its own power supply, if I remember correctly on it. So, yeah. that You got the all-in-one Pascal, or did you get yeah. the... I would check the voltage going out of it, and then, as I said, just swap the one and four display. Okay. And then plug it and then plug it on the one. Are most of the Gottlieb replacement boards made in Europe? Not all. Schwimmer is in the U.S., but we just found out today, or yesterday, when we were working on stuff. There's no fucking documentation on the Schwimmer stuff at all. And he's like, well, I do it as a hobby. Still. Oh, we know you hate lack of documentation. Fuck no. God. Uh, Ollie and Big Game, same month being built. Hmm. 80. That makes sense because in that video of the old Stern Factory, they, those are the games they, they show Big Game and then they show it Ollie. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks, guys. That's Those are the only two I had. Yeah. I think we have more, actually, from uh, the ball bag. Oh, my. Yeah, Let's so go for the ball ready? bag. We're in the ball bag. It's a very full ball bag. Let's see. Uh, first email from Derek. Can Tim Sexton come back on as a guest to the show? He hasn't been on the show or anything really in years. Great. Last time he was on was for, was for Led Zeppelin. So there are different ways people approach it, like when they get a job in the industry. You know, someone like Raymond Davidson, it's just like everything. Pinball, work pinball, tournaments pinball, 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 pinball. Timmy, when he joined Stern, he purposely stopped streaming yep. his Timballs channel. I think he's done maybe one or two streams in years, and neither of them are pinball related. He likes to separate the pinball stuff from the life stuff. Plus, he has his, love, he's, his regular life also. He's his, really... his regular life, and he just doesn't do... The only time you get him on a show is if it's, he has a game coming out. Yes. And, and that's it. And we'll probably try to get him when he has his next game come out. Yeah. So that's why you haven't seen him. Yes. If Tim wants to come on, he's always welcome. Yes, but I don't think he listens to podcasts. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be even, you know, like, yeah, just bothered with it. It's my life and I'll do what I want. Okay, this next one is from Robert. Hi, Robert. Bruce and Ron, congratulations on a great fundraiser. 
Random question. What should I do with all the incandescent bulbs I have left over from the various LED upgrades I've done on my machines? First, kick yourself in the ass for how much money you spent. I do have one machine I've kept old school, Good but boy. sheesh, how many spares do I need? Ideas? RPC need them? I can't be the only collector with this problem. Oh, yeah, you're not. Uh, honestly, I mean, I'm a hoarder, so I'd keep them. <laughs> yeah, because they're not going to be available eventually. Yes, because they won't be available eventually. Just if they have the chrome top, like they're starting to yeah, then turn dark and get rid of them because they're just going to burn. Yep. But if they're perfectly good, especially if they're, they're older ones that are good, like old GEs, yes. they're better than anything they make now. So exactly. they'll keep working. Like Ron makes fun of me because uh, I bought a lot of bulbs lately. Yeah, but then I got in one of your orders. You did? Yeah. I have 3,000 bulbs downstairs in my house. Yikes. Yeah. Got to have those bulbs, man. Got to have them, especially incandescents. LEDs, you can get them anywhere. So we're saying keep them. But if you want to give them to the RPC, Bruce would take them. I'll take them. I'll have to go through them all. You know, I'll probably throw out half of them, but I would take them. We keep sometimes, I see GEs. If they're 44s, I'll throw them out. If they're 47s, I'll keep them. Yeah, the, the, for those at home, the 44s are, are brighter, they, they're yeah. higher, yeah. And higher draw they burn and more. Heater, and they're yes. hotter. Yep. So, it's I the do sockets try to I want to get. Oh, we have it's, sockets. We have tons oh, of sockets. Okay. And you know how you have the lopsicles? Yep. You know, with all the LEDs Yop, for... Yopsicles, yes. Yopsicles? I mean, sorry. We have the Zaxicles. Oh, God, what are those? Zach made his own boards. Of course he did. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he and did. And we're using them in one of the games right now at, uh, at RPC. Uh, oh, God, this email. These emails went out to various people. Jeff might have got one of these. They've been sending them to various podcasts. They sent this to Silverball Chronicles, too. What is nice. it, manscaping? No. <laughs> <laughs> By Harry Bush is going to drop down. <laughs> it's the George Spelvin emails, the, the mysterious new pinball company. Mm-hmm. That have been trolling around. Remember they remember Bruce they were in Allentown. They yes. put some of their their something is coming yes. pictures all over the place. Well, this is getting kind of fucked up now. The, the, the emails basically. We had a great time at the licensing show, and it's just pictures from the licensing show that just happened. Mm-hmm. And they got creeper pictures of like Jack Gwenary, yeah. Jersey Jack. They're all following the other ter- other yeah, yeah, places. Other, then they got a picture of uh, Gary Stern talking yep. to some people. They got a picture of. Roger Sharp checking in yep. and with a little thing. Things are not always what they seem. Guys, stop it. <laughs> just stop. It's, it's fucked up. Don't be creeping around. It's just a troll at this point. I think I've been that blessed. Is. I don't have any of those emails. It's yeah, just you. I, I, think, I think you're lucky. I think then. by bringing them up, we, we failed. We, we've fallen into their trap. No, it's not because I'll just call them an asshole. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just say it right out. <laughs> All I can say is your games better not suck. Yeah, because if they do... Oh, wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, Daniel. Beavis and Butthead. Here it comes. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, mm-hmm. Daniel. It's from Hi, Daniel. Daniel. What's up, Slam Tilt guys? Thanks for your helping troubleshoot the 50 rollovers on Superman. Oh, the, the, oh, yes. the 50 yeah. style rollovers. Okay. Yes. I just brought Meteor home. Yes. Good decision. Uh, and I'm getting ready to restore it. Can you give me some tips on how to set up the machine properly? Let's see, pitch, flipper placement, ROM, spinner adjustment, anything else I should know. Okay. Pitch, as high up as it'll go. Yep. Flipper placement, uh, where the alignment pins are. They're pretty yes, accurate. Yes, pins. Yes, they are. I actually take the alignment pins out and just use the hole. 
Yes. So it doesn't hit against the pin because it puts an indentation in the flipper rubber, which is annoying. Uh, ROM, whatever the latest Scott Charles ROM is for this. Without the bug. That doesn't have the bug. There, there is one. You can also get the one to IPDB. I think there's a fixed version. Yeah. That doesn't have the bug where the game, what, it counts up bonus forever. 255 times it goes yeah, to Yeah, they, they two, yeah. Uh, spinner adjustment. Clean it and lube it. Clean it, sand the, sand the metal parts of the spinner, lube it. Anything else I should know? Um, take that drop target mat completely apart and clean everything. Yes. Make sure you go through that thoroughly because that needs to work. Wow. Second thing is you want to do is get those rid are- of those light. No, get rid of the light boards and get the newer style light boards. Oh, yeah. They got, yeah, they got the circuit board light boards that you can get for, uh, who sells those? I can't remember. Uh, he's, I wanted to get him on. He didn't want to come on the show. So I was like, uh, I'll look for them. We right still now. like you, though. Yes, I like his stuff. Yes. Uh, just search on the internet for it. You'll find it. He sells light boards, replacement light boards for things like Meteor, pinball replacement parts. There you go. For nine ball, it's $44. For the boards, and then you have to get the turnstile stockers because they go to a five-five-five. Yep. But uh, I, I do recommend them. Then you'll never yes. have issues again. Let's see. I left my keys at my buddy's house, so I haven't had a chance to tear into it. But here are the issues I've noticed just from play testing. Oh, we have issues. Oh boy. Some switches aren't registering. Mostly rollovers. The leftmost E target on Meteor bricks frequently and gets stuck in the upward position. I remember that thing I told you about taking that, that mech out and going through it. There, there you go. There you go. The rocket display only works intermittently. There you go. That's another thing for the... Uh, the rocket? What's the rocket? That's the, dis- the center. The center. Oh. That's where we said the boards. Only plays two-player games. Players three and four displays aren't working. Oh. On occasion, the ball gets stuck between the shooter lane and the trap. I'm getting flipper hop on the right flipper coming oh off God. of the lane guide. Jesus. Okay. I, if I remember those lane guides are just the metal guide. There's metal. You just so them. just take it out and bend it. Yes. That's one thing about Stern on a lot of them. They use those metal guides. They're, they're kind of cheap, but they're awesome in that they're easy to adjust and make it work right. And the lockdown bar is screwed into the side of the cab. Wow. We don't have enough time to go through all the issues. Well, the lockdown bar, you can replace, if, but I don't know why it'd be screwed. No, there's, there actually is screws. There's actually three bolts. It goes through. It uses the three bolts from the, the outer door shell, the outer frame. On the lockdown bar or the holder? Both. Hmm. Both. What's the best way to get parts for classic sterns? Pinball life for flippers. Pinball life. Actually, the, yeah. They have a lot of the classic stern parts where... They used to not be available. Yeah. Um, for game-specific stuff, uh, eBay. eBay. Keep your old drop targets. Do not yes. replace. Do not replace, even if they suck, uh, if they're dirty. I mean, clean them clean up. Them. You can get decals yes. for the stuff where it's faded off. Yes, just do not replace yeah, them. Do not replace them if you put new ones in there. Number one, you're going to hate life. If you put a new one in there, then you got to put them all, all new in the bank. Otherwise, it will not line up right. Yes. Um, and the new ones brick horribly. Yeah. I don't know about the 3D printed ones, though. That that I've guy does on Pinside. I, I don't heard, know. I've heard I, good I wouldn't mind bad, trying so. those. So, If he wants to send us a set, we'll try them out. See, is it a matter of just going to shows and picking up used parts and uh, buying off of eBay? Yes. Yes. Hmm. And you made a wise selection of game. Pretty good. Meteor is probably the best turn game. That's not. Stars is maybe second, but no, something stars, about Meteor. Reverse. Uh, I, I put Meteor fourth. 
fourth or fifth. Whoa! Yeah, Quicksilver or yeah. Stargazer. Quicksilver. Yeah. No. Honestly, it's stars. Quicksilver, Stargazer, big game. Then up a meteor and fifth. You're high. I worship at the altar of Steve Kirk. Yes, Almighty Steve Kirk. Uh, email from Glenn. Hi, Glenn. Hi, Glenn. Hey, you hosts. What are the top? Oh no, he gave us a contest here, kind of. What are the top five games with good layouts but bad rules that come to mind? Ah, oh, God, I can't. I can think of one that I would love to see different rules for. Maybe we we could just each give one. Mine is Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yes, definitely. Great play field, terrible rules. Everyone just starts modes and times them out. Totally Terrible. agree. That's a good one. I, I mean, yeah. that's the first one that came to my mind, too. Me too. Exactly. <laughs> hmm. Bad rules. Uh, great layout. I don't want to say they're bad rules. It's just uh, they are what they are, but I, I do like the layout. Um, it was done purposely to make things a little easier. The rules are fine. It's just... Uh, I'd like to see a little more from Monsters. I like. Oh the yeah, it. true, totally. Agree. But but uh, I mean, I like Playfield. Playfield was okay. You know, yeah. I, I like. I, like the, I, I actually like the rules. I, let me correct. I like the rules. I just wish there was another level of it, it to get to yeah. the uh, madness as quickly as. That's that's all. I just wish there was another layer to it. But the rules are fine as is. Just needs needs another level because I do like playing it. And some of the older games, the Arpino boards help out too, you know, with that kind of stuff. So, you know, the new stuff that we had the guy on for. So that really helps out some of the older games. I wouldn't mind um, some alternate ROMs for um, Judge Dredd. Yeah. That play field is so incredible. Nice. Yes, it's nice. One of the, the, rules the are, yeah. best uses of the wide body you will ever see. And I'm saying it's terrible rules, but it's just, nah, there could have been clunky. more done with it. Yeah. Especially with the the memory drop targets or anything like that, it does dun, dun, really dun, well. dun, 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 dun. The music alone, come on. I would actually love it re-themed to a uh, comic book. It is a comic book. No, no, I mean the, with, you oh, know. the movie. You want the movie. Yeah, no, I mean, sorry, the movie, yes. Oh, yeah, God, you want Stallone? I, I want Stallone. Law. I love. <laughs> That'd be people, awesome. I thought people criticized that one. I know uh, Carl Urban did one, too. Yeah, that the Carl really Urban bad. one's good. No, they, Carl they Urban criticized good. the Stallone one Stallone because one terrible because he kept it's taking too... off his mask and yeah, I not... me and Bruce are going to be flip flop on this one. The Carl Urban one was good. I don't like that one. You're hmm. wrong. I like Carl Urban, so you know he's the best in the boys. Billy Butcher. Oh fuck yeah! I love the boys. I can't wait for the next season. God, it's on hold. It's already filmed and done, but indefinite now because of the writer strike. Let's see, have alternate ROMs fixed them? We don't seem to have many games with alternate ROMs here in Tennessee that I know about. Is that because we are too green? Will we eventually see the light and incorporate them? <laughs> what is the life scullery for a tournament pinball scene? I don't know what that means. Don't know either. Life scullery? Don't know what oh, you mean, so. You have confused us. You have confused us, man. We are confused. Let's see, scullery. I need to look up that word. So it is... Uh, Maybe this will help us. Scullery means a small kitchen or room at the back of the house used for washing dishes. I wash my dishes always when I'm playing pinball in a mm-hmm. tournament. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the one missing mode on diner. They really it is. They show us in the back. That's room. another game. A diner could use a little bit more of a rule. It's a great play field, just a little bit more. Something else. I don't know what you would do, but I just would love to have a little bit more. Like a lot of the System 11s. Just need another step, and not what they're doing with these these kits. These kits suck. All right, we have last one from the Pinball Princess. 
Oh, no. Oh, yes, it's long. I'm going to go sleep for a few minutes. I'll see I'm gonna, you later, I'm going to try to say it quickly here because she also has a game. Okay. And we're at two hours in, folks. This is going to be a long episode. It's going to be a long episode. It's, and it's so great. I can't cut anything out. I mean, everything has been incredible. Awesome. Awesome. So, from the Pinball Princess... Dear Ron and Bruce, thank you so much for your help this weekend with the tournaments, and you doubtlessly already spoke about in depth. Yes, we did. I will not rehash such details. You know that I am relieved that it went well and incredibly grateful to the two of you and everyone else who helped make it proceed successfully. I will say one thing. Women are so much easier. Thank you, guys. Agreed. I was actually thanking him after the t- when I was leaving because I left a little early. I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> I definitely want to run more tournaments, but I also want to fall down and forget pinball exists for a few months. Running tournaments is satisfying but draining experience, and I have nothing but respect for anyone who takes on such an endeavor. Kathy did play in the tournament, too, and she had a great time. She did pretty good. Yeah, she did pretty good. All the more so if done without the overwhelming support of the and hand-holding that I was so fortunate to have. Okay, while discussing the flow of rumors a few episodes back, the topic of a certain British wizarding franchise came up. Oh, God, Harry Potter. Oh, God, no. (laughs) While you were joking that Chamber of Secrets as the lowest rated movie would be the obvious choice for this IP, Bruce mentioned this to be the last movie. This is thoroughly incorrect. It's the last book. When I think of Bruce, thoroughly incorrect is a good term. Let's see. In fact, as Bruce read from whatever article he had up, it was the last movie to stay as fully faithful to the books written by She Who Must Not Be Named as possible. Oh, she has a name. You should say it. I don't know. What is she? What's her name? I forget her name. Exactly. From then on, Hollywood angst took the reins. The actual, I've never seen Harry Potter. The actual last book is Deathly Hollows, making the last movie Deathly Hollows Part 2 because of the course... They had to milk the magical cash cow to its last drop. I haven't bothered with the last few movies, and I particularly won't bother now that the author of this once-beloved series has become the thickest and frothiest of milkshake ducks, but apparently it focuses more on darkness and angst in the book and doesn't even focus on the horcruxes. I don't know what that is. It's capitalized, so maybe that's something to do with Harry Potter. That would have made a sensible septet of progress markers. This does lend credence to the joke. This also does raise the question of weighing a popular IP against one that has endangered, engendered controversy. Man, these are hard to read. Does the popularity transcend the controversy? Are the profits and exposure worth possibly propagating harm? Exposure is always good. That, like most heavy questions, will be something for every individual and organization to determine for themselves. Anyway, Ron, you had the hot take of not wanting headphones to tournaments. Yep. Your reasoning was that professional sports teams do not allow them, as well as they did not afford proper respect to the audio stylings of these machines, thus affecting the overall experience. Sports, like baseball, which you mentioned, would not make sense with headphones because situational awareness is critical with balls flying around at speeds of 100 miles per hour in the vicinity of your head. (laughs) She said balls. That would be fun if a dude's got the earphones on, he's rocking out as the pitch is thrown at him. Let's see, the need is less so when a sheet of glass keeps the ball from smacking you. There is also the issue of possible cheating. Yes. Who needs trash cans to steal signs with headphones? Ah, good. Good Astros reference there. Very good. Which such a potential issue in pinball as well could likely be prevented without banning ear gear. Let's see. Pinball is more akin to esports, where headsets may be used for ease of team communication and to hear the game. While it is a solo sport, not a team one, the idea of hearing the game is of clear importance here. The situation then is clearly to develop an elaborate suction cup dongle. 
Oh my, that attaches to the bottom sides or backs of machines. This would be designed to capture game sounds like a stethoscope. Would it vibrate you? The audio feed could then be broadcast to headphones via an app, like a live pinball ASMR feed. The app would have multiple channels, one for each possible feed, so that multiple users could use this at the same time. It would be great for public locations with background noise so bad you can't hear yourself think, let alone hear the game. Thus satisfying the Ron Hallett pinball game audibility factor. I have an acronym. It would also help with those who would like to hear the game, but also would like to cancel out the outside world. I know someone once they had a subwoofer like on the coin door, so you could just press your area right against it, really feel the game. No comments there? <laughs> Dead silence. Uh, I'm not making that up. Someone did that. They put the subwoofer right in where the coin door was. Yes, right in the coin door, so you feel the you power feel of the, the wind. Of the something. <laughs> Okay, well, that's a good Here place it comes. To, okay. <laughs> the woofer on the bottom, good idea. I like yeah. I, I I think I've heard you talk about this. I like speakers up top. Yeah. I don't know what it does for the head or you know, for mechs, but sound dropping like that. I mean, think of when you go to a concert. The speakers are up high for a reason. Sound drops. So if you go to a concert and you're sitting up top and this and you're above the speakers, it sounds really hollow and shitty. So on pinball machines, when the speakers are up high, love it. Some things that people would like to stop hearing from the outside world are loud noises at the bar when they're just trying to play pinball at. The exuberant commentary of the booth that is a little too close to the tournament bank for comfort. <laughs> and the obnoxious song blaring through the loudspeakers drowning out the game. Uh, as in the spirit of the last point, I leave you with a game. This is another bracket game. Let's see. And we got three of us. Perfect. We'll have a decider if we have a tie. Mm. Okay. Basically, this is about Yacht Rock. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, have a bat, we have a bracket of Yacht Rock. Mm. Uh, let's see. Um, this is started off. Here we go. Don't rock the boat, the yacht race for the next band pin. We're going to decide what the next pin is going to be. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. In our first matchup, we have Steely Dan versus Toto. Well, it's not. Oh, no, not songs. It's just bands. Bands. Okay. Steely Dan. I'll say Steely Dan. Oh, fuck. I was going Toto. And uh, based on, you know, um, she not wanting J.K. Rawlings for... What uh, that author does and, and, and some reviews, that's why I didn't do Steely Dan. Take a look at the history there. Oh, I know. A little bit of violence here. I'm going total. Nope. Steely Dan wins. Fleetwood Mac versus Hall and Oates. Hall and Oates. Oh, fuck you. Fleetwood Mac. Hall and Oates. For Yacht Rock style. Hall and Oates. Isn't that O A T E S? O A T E S, yes. Yes. Okay, she spelled it wrong. Uh, oh, good. Excellent. I have to uh, bring that up. Don't forget. Disqualified then. Disqualified. Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac is more rock. It's not yacht rock. Shit, it's they're, not, blues, they're blues in the 60s. I, oh, agree, but it's not yacht rock. That's the thing. Don't forget, this is a yacht rock thing. Okay, am I picking which is the better yacht rock band or which is yes, the better band? Yes, that's because it's, it's, the, it's the yacht rock. Well, it's Remember, called Don't Rock the Boat, the yacht race for the next band pin. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, it's it's Fleetwood Mac. Okay, then uh, I'm still going Hall Notes. Okay, Ron, I'm gonna go Hall Notes. Why not? Yes, God. we suck. <laughs> Everyone's yelling at us right now. You motherfuckers, man eater, multi ball. Yes, yes, exactly. There's so many good things. Whoa, here she comes. 
<laughs> the Eagles, which is actually incorrect. The official name of the band is just Eagles. The, there is no the. No, there is no the. It's just okay. Eagles. Eagles versus Chicago. Eagles. Yeah, Eagles are definitely softer. I mean, especially early Chicago stuff is. Chicago. Don't worry, I like Chicago, but it gets a little drippy. Hey, man, the dude abides. No fucking Eagles. I'm picking Chicago. Wow. Wow. But uh, we both picked Eagles, so we win. Yep, we God. win. Three, you're 0 for 3, Ron. <laughs> I mean, uh, Maybe we'll, we'll have Jeff pick first here. We got yeah. the average white band versus America. They're not Yacht Rock. How are they Yacht Rock? They actually are. Daisy Jane is. Daisy Jane pick, is. Yeah, I'll pick America for sure. America. America! Okay, I guess it doesn't matter what I, I can't. Matter you. <laughs> I'll, I'll go for America, too. America, average white band, they have pick up the pieces. What else? What? What, what else? If you're making a pinball machine, average white band, okay, after... You don't have a lot of with it. Yeah, well, at least material people know. Oh, God. Okay, so we got the next... On the other side of the bracket, we have Jimmy Buffett versus Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Oof. Both are not great in my book. What I'd rather hear would be Crosby, Stills, Crosby, and Nash. Stills. Yeah, exactly. Me too. I agree. Throw Young I, in there too. Yeah, if you got Young, it's even better. But yeah, I'll take that too. Because All right. I really. So it doesn't matter what I pick. Yep. Jimmy Buffett. I'll pick it. Just oh, God. Uh, let's see. Uh, Super Tramp versus Dan Fogelberg. Oh, no question. Super Tramp. No question, Super Tramp. Do you know yeah. in Canada, Crime of the Century and Breakfast in America, when that came out in 1979, one out of every 10 Canadians owned one of those two albums. So seven albums they sold up there? What the fuck? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it, it, they're, they're huge in Canada. Yeah, I like, I love Super Tramp. What Super Tramp song is featured in the movie Superman? Breakfast wow. in America. In the movie Superman. Yeah. I'll even tell you when. It's when Lois Lane's driving around the, uh, the desert there in California. She's listening to a Super Tramp song. I don't know what it is, so you'll have to... Give a little bit? You... Yep. Correct. Wow, nice. All right, so Super Tramp's moving on. Now we have... Ooh. I don't... Really, I guess they kind of got Yacht Rockish more later because Michael McDonald was with them. But the Doobie Brothers versus Billy Joel. Billy Joel. <sighs> I don't, Not even I, a fan of them. Come on, Bruce. Billy Are Joel. You sure? You don't know me, but I'm your brother. It's not all of it. And don't forget, it's a the next rock pin. I love to see a Billy Joel. He has so much more. Yeah. I, I geez, I, again. If I go Yacht Rock, it's Doobie Brothers. Oh, yeah, of I'm course. Going, if I'm going for the pin, I'd have to say Billy. Billy, definitely. I always, always, don't ever stop, love hearing Ron sing on the podcast. But what a fool, Billy! <laughs> yes, thank you, Michael McDonald. Well, I, I, I know we've only got a few groups left, and I haven't seen the bracket. There yeah. better be another person in Yacht Rock which has a famous Michael McDonald song. If Christopher Cross, if is Christopher Cross not in there, she's totally oh, failed. Okay, it. hold on. So, so we got Billy Joel moving on there. Yes. And we got Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's disco. No, yeah, I don't disco. even know whoever they're well, going. Well, this against. is easy. This is easy. Versus Christopher Cross. Christopher, Christopher Cross. Cross. CC for the win. Okay, yeah. there you go. There you go. That's you got be your a Christopher hard Cross. On the next one. The next bracket's gonna be really hard. 
I got to tell you about Christopher Cross. I, I text uh, Ed Robertson because I think Ride Like the Wind is maybe one of the greatest songs ever written. Yeah. And, and he always texts me back. He goes, ah, uh, the sounds of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but Michael McDonald nails that song. He does. Okay. Uh, we got Steely Dan versus, was it Fleetwood Mac? No. Was Hall and Oates? Hall and Oates. Okay. So is it Steely Dan versus... Hole and Oats. Hole and Oats. I'll go Hole and Oats as well. I'll go Hole and Oats, yep. Yeah. All right, so we got Eagles versus America. Eagles. Yeah. Okay, I would have, all right. I, mean, uh, I, I love America, don't get me wrong. Daisy Jane is a great song, a couple of, you know, other, other songs. Eagles got way too many hits, stuff. Sure. Yeah, they yeah. really they have do. Way too many hits for the, yeah. Yeah, to be beaten out by a, a seven or eight song, you know, repertoire in America. Don't get me wrong. I love the albums. I'll listen to all the albums, but there's there's some duds. Do you want Joe Walsh, America? Do you want Joe Walsh Eagles, or do you want like the country James Dean Eagles? No, I want Joe Walsh. Definitely, you got to have Joe Walsh. Life's been good. So that's only two albums then. Uh, you, Just saying. you get other stuff in there too. You know. Uh, okay. All right, we got. That's a fucking mellow game if they make the Eagles. Oh, my God. I know. Take it to the limit. One more time. <laughs> okay, uh, we got... All right, we got... Oh, was it? Crosby, Seals, and Nash. Versus Super Tramp. Super Tramp. Super Tramp. And I am, and I am. This now, is going to be the hard one. Now, there's a guy that can go This high. is the hard one now. Okay, now we got... Um, Billy Joel versus Christopher Cross. <laughs> if it's based on the... What pin do you want? It's Billy Joel. If it's, it's based Billy on Joel. what's Yacht Rock, it's Christopher Cross. But I got to go Billy. Billy. Okay, Billy. We'll go Billy. Okay, top four now. Whoa. All right. Boy, oh boy. So what do we got now? We got Hall and Oates. Yes. Versus the, uh, the Eagles. Eagles. Wow. I have to go Hall and Oates. Wow. I love Every- Manny. I, I, there's a lot of great songs by Hall Whoa, and Oates. Oh, here she comes. Watch out, boy. She'll chew you up. L-O-V. What's that? What's yeah, that song? L-O-V-A-O-T-S. <laughs> it's a method of modern love. Yeah. Um, so, if everyone, if all the votes are cast in Philadelphia, Hall and Oates win, but I think the Eagles. Okay, so we got 1-1. Rod, you are the decider. Hall and Oates. Fuck yeah! I have on my Hall and Oates pin. <laughs> okay, but the other side now. All right, we got uh, Super Tramp. Like Billy Joel. Uh, I'm okay, Ron. You're going to be put to the test. I'm going Super Tramp. Ooh, Billy Joel or Super Tramp? Oh, he's from New York, of course. I mean, New York State, of course. I'm a New York State man. Well, oh, well, you, you didn't stop. You're the picker. Oh, I. I Wait, who picked what? One and one. You were the decider. Oh, um, between. Flip vote. Oh, Billy, Billy Joel. Joel. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Okay. I'll go Billy Joel. So we have in the finals, it's Hall and Oates versus Billy Joel for the yacht race for the next band pin. Billy Joel. <sighs> I, I have to agree, so it's over. It's Billy Joel. Yeah. So, Damn it, you know, I wanted to see my Hall and Oates. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not happening. Not happening. I mean, uh, Billy Joel's got so many fucking hits. I gotta listen to Piano Man. <sighs> Get but you wouldn't put pi- that in a pinball. You'd put it like a, you know. I mean, what? So we have an Italian restaurant in there because you know we got to have scenes from an Italian restaurant. Yes, you do. 
You there better be Allentown for Allentown. Sakes. Yeah, exactly for pinball. Definitely. So that better be where it makes its debut. Pressure would be a great one, especially yes. if you're in a multi-ball. Yeah. A lot of great songs. I like the Innocent Man album. That's when he was in a really good mood because he was going with Christy Brinkley. So he was like feeling he was real. Late. He was feeling <laughs> After the nylon curtain, which was pretty dark, all of a sudden he's in a really good mood in that that album. Uptown boner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uptown girl. His they were all like that was his homage to um, uh, the Four Seasons. Yes, it is. Where he does his best. Uh, oh, his best the Frankie Valley impersonation. The guy I sung with, by the way. Yes, yes, you did. I love bringing that up. My duet with Frankie Valley. I think we're done, or do you want to do one more thing? Uh, well, let's we're kill at, it. Let, let's unless kill. You, unless you, unless yeah. you want to have, would you or would you not buy that? Because we do have another guest. You have a guest. Well, team. how many do we have, Bruce? Three. Uh, okay. I gotta go on eBay, don't I? He's yes, gotta you go do. on eBay. Do they have that in Canada? We do. <laughs> but do you know what? Uh, a few times I've tried to do this. You can't follow it because it's. Uh, well, I, give me give me the number, and I'll see if I can. Uh, do you just. In the search yep. window, type the number. Yep, three nine four five three one zero seven zero nine four four. Now, if people who don't know what we're doing, we're going on eBay and seeing if it's a deal we would buy or would not buy. And what you do is on your eBay while you're driving, put this number in and check out the, the auction. Did you get it? I got it. See. On uh, okay, so it's a centaur for thirty four hundred dollars, but it's a project. Playfield's a little <coughs> rough. Uh, oh, little. I, I mean, yeah. I mean. <laughs> oh God! You need a new playfield. That's the first yeah, part. Yeah, the playfield is completely shot, so it's useless. It's rusted. So you're paying for what the max? I guess because you mechs. need another playfield. Yes. No, if I'm putting that money in, I'll 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 wait till Haggis doesn't. I'll buy the Haggis one. Oh wait a minute, the um the thingies that the playfield slides on are they're like ripped off the sides? Do you see them? I'm looking right. Yeah, now. they are. Look at the in in the cabinet, the rails that the playfield slides mm. along. They're actually ripped off and sitting at the bottom of the cabinet. Oh my nice. god! The glue, like whatever, they came off. I'm hey, already it's a project. Yeah, I'm already oot. Oot. You're oot. <laughs> uh, about to. I'm oot. Thirty-four hundred dollars. Is way too much. No. No. Okay, two more. And also the 98.1 positive feedback when you only have 144. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's, uh, yeah, that's not good. This one, uh, 145, 159, 013, 801. It's a Williams Spanish Eyes pinball machine for $750. Price is right. Wow. In it's Kansas, actually really nice. This is a player's machine. It's not perfect. It has been repainted at some point. Has 95% converted to LED. Uh-oh. Let's see. A back glass has been replaced with reproduction. Probably from, um, who makes those? Is that Shea? That makes Shea, yeah. I have the original, but it was snapped in half when I purchased the pen. For $750? That's a good price. I would definitely do this game. It's not that worn either. No. No. Got some cracks in the play field, which they all do, you know, so there's a couple touch-ups by the, the slingshots. This is definitely a yeah. great oh game, Oh, my God. Great we'd actually buy something? Yes. 
I don't believe it. I thought you like a little drop in the old. Uh, yeah. One more. Okay, that's in that's in Kansas, by the way, folks. That's in Kansas. Uh, one one five, four six three, five nine three, three one one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, I think I get wrong Stern on this one. Dragon Fist pinball machine back glass reproduction sample test print rare. Oh, it says rare. It's rare. It's got to be worth it. It's black and white. Yes, it's it's because they were doing the coloring tests and how the layout would be for the block letters. New old stock pinball machine. Yes, it's original. This is a black keyline test print that was used for pre-production proofing of the artwork before it's produced for the game run. The reject code paperwork was taped to the front and will be included. Is there blood on that? Like if you look in the that's right the color. Side. That's why I think they screwed up. I think it's where the, the coloring is. Either that or they were eating some Cheetos or something. Mm. It's this big glob of red and, and Yeah, orange. red and, and yellow or orange, yeah. It does look pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I like it in black and white. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce Lee kicks ass now, in black and white. I noticed one other thing. Look at above the credit, the ball in play. There's another little window. Oh, like a tiny window. Yeah. What the hell was that going to be for? I couldn't tell you. Hmm. Maybe uh, that's the, the dick view. Because it's oh right over. You can see it. it's it's blocking his crotch. Yeah. Crotch cam. Yes. Did they have a joke when they drew that? I mean, like, just the way that guy's head is, like, right there. I, with his I, leg. No, I think people are just sick minds like us. <laughs> it's just Bruce Lee beating up a guy. Yeah. That's fine. But he's shoving his head in his crotch. And he's going, he's got- ah! <laughs> his head is up way higher than his crotch. Just to say, it's yeah. well, we don't. He's going either. down. <laughs> no, he's he's going. No, he's, he's starting at the tip. Come on, Ron. Yeah, come on. Oh man, Bruce Lee was quite impressive then. <laughs> dragon tip. Yeah, dragon tip. Dragon tip. Here's my dragon. Yes. So for anyway. seven hundred and forty-eight dollars and seventy-seven cents, would you buy this? Um, it's not cheap, but you know, it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat. Yeah. I would consider it. I would consider it too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the fence. Not sure. The fist. The fist. Everyone loves the fist. I like my forced blowjobs in color. I don't know if I'm a black and white guy. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. I had a couple more, but we only we wanted to keep We're it short. Good. Yeah, keep yep. it short, you know, two and a half hours is really My short. Yes, goodness. keeping it short, baby. But, you know, we, we skipped a, a week of our biweekly, so we got to give double the product. Yes. Sure. That's the way it works. Makes the you people know. want more. Make the people want more. They got it. Jeffrey, plug away. I uh, hope you can join us at the Beast. Bruce is going to be there, and so is Ron. Ron it's yep. uh, at Pocketeer Billiards. It's uh, in Buffalo, New York. What's the date? Uh, we never said the date. August 3rd is the warm-up tournament, but the big event is the 4th, 5th, and 6th. We've got lots of machines to play. You're going to have a good time. This is going to be a massive event, and uh, with 100 people already signed up, we've got room for more. So go to pinballprofile.com slash thebeast. And the last thing I want to say is love you guys. I love you too, it's not even. It's not even, I mean, I, I love the show for years. It's given me so much enjoyment, but just, again, what you did for the Lyman Sheets uh, donation to uh, hopefully help uh, prevent some 
or certainly give awareness to the American Suicide Association, or, or and I'm sorry I don't have the proper name, but just the thought put into that, and uh, really proud of you guys. Got lucky. I just feel like we're very lucky having no, people you, who you care. Did the, you did the right thing. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Don't you have some podcasts, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> you can check out Pinball Profile. So by the time you've listened to this episode of Slam Tilt, you could have heard 20 Pinball Profile Probably, episodes. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, also Final Round with Marty Robbins. Yes. Uh, so we, we love Marty, too. You know. I don't know when I'm going to see him next. Uh, Maybe I'm, next. It'll be next year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bloody well right. That's just your bloody well right. You got a bloody right to say. Okay. Yes, this has been episode 209 of the Slam Till podcast. Um, let's see, plugs. I'm on another podcast, Silverball Chronicles. Come on, Bruce. Here's the part where you say it's the second time I mentioned it. Okay, silence. Dead, good. Dead silence. Dead silence. That's good. And our email, if you want to send us correspondence, is slamtailpodcast at gmail.com. Check us out our website www.slamtiltpodcast.com. Our new logo is up at the top. Mm-hmm. Tell us what you think. All our links are on the upper right-hand corner, including our Twitch link. And I'm probably going to be streaming very soon. My dad's coming over, and I'm going to be testing out some of the new streaming equipment. Nice. Yes. Thanks to everybody on the Clusterfuck. Um, fun with bonus. Isaac. Every, everyone else. It's gone really long here, ladies and gentlemen. It has. It has. Hopefully you've survived, because we have. Thanks, everybody. Until next time, say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Andrew Jarvine. I was, I was hearing Bruce's, uh, whatever Bruce is listening yeah, to. Yeah, I was trying to do something. Steph sent something, and it was all voice. I'm, like, trying to stop it. Like, stop, stop, stop. And you had to verify who you fucking were, piece of shit. God, I got to stop clicking Steph's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Technology, ladies and gentlemen. Technology. Yeah, we'll have to see what, what goes on with that. 
You want to share a hotel room together? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you snore, no. No, I know. How about oh, you do this? You get some headphones. Oh, God. <laughs> He's dead set against it. <laughs> Noise canceling headphones work perfect. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>